Welcome to the Hunter's Hub, the video game podcast born of the Monster Hunter community. This is your host, Fortwan, joined by co-host Ace. Howdy doody. Doing good. Just recently got the baby to sleep, so we'll see yeah. whether or not he wants to make a audio appearance on the podcast later. We'll see. Yeah. Babies are that it could be asleep the whole time or it could be a nightmare. There it's a flip of a baby coin. Yeah, I mean he makes up for it for being exceptionally cute. That's what I said like if there wasn't an instinct to not kill your kids, I don't think a lot of kids would survive. <laughs> not saying that you would. I wouldn't either, but I'm telling you, they do get annoying at times. I mean, they do. There's dark conversations to go to from there, but I I think we'll keep keep away from that. <laughs> <laughs> give it three give it three weeks. We'll have we'll have an in depth one. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. <laughs> and welcome Morg. How you doing? I'm exhausted. I am uh I, I I don't know how to describe it. It was really weird. I had a good sleep. Then I woke up this morning and then a uh, girlfriend went to work for uh, her nine o'clock shift. Then I fell asleep again. Woke up at five. I don't know. Eh, just kind of recovery. <laughs> long shifts, long gotcha. days at work. But hey, I'm paying the bills. I'm happy. That is, uh, it is a good place to be. Paying the bills, at least. Not maybe just working and sleeping, but that's always a, a rough one. A little... I remember... Yeah, a little room for when video I was games, working. but otherwise, yeah, mostly work. So, um, so for the audience, we don't have Sasha tonight. She had a medical family emergency. Uh, thankfully, everything seems to be on the mend and okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, they got some things figured out they needed to, and I think everyone's back home safely at this point. We haven't heard. Uh, we know they're safe. I don't know if they're back home yet. They should have been, or mm-hmm. last we heard. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty serious issue. So Sasha's going to take a break. Um, and then with her, it was, it was you know I won't get into the details. That's her. That's for her to discuss. But um, with with another family emergency just a few weeks before, she's uh, quite stressed. So oh, yeah. she's taking tonight off. So instead of doing the quiz like we were going to do, which I stopped writing questions for the quiz pretty soon after we heard that, because I was like, okay, we're obviously not doing the quiz this week if that's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I do get I get to get more done. So like I think I I said, I have 16 questions left, which is about halfway, a little over halfway through. Mm, That's pretty good. And I I will say this, just uh, the split of games is very different than what I expected it to be this time mm-hmm. without, without giving any information. Like the roles I got were like, Oh, I did not expect to have to talk about this game. So <laughs> this will be fun. Yeah. Uh, but we'll save that for next week. So this week we are going to talk about more like what we've been playing lately, sort of do like a catch up and then also a little more what we're excited for. Cause the holiday season's coming up and a lot of, a lot of games are dropping. Uh, a lot of games are coming out soon. Like I think Ragnarok is next week, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Like, 
stuff like that. Like, I haven't really been on top of it, but there's a lot of games coming out mm-hmm. for the holiday season. And including Pokemon, which my girls are super excited about. Uh, that's in two weeks from yesterday. I, I know that one because I have to remind them all the time. <laughs> we have some card game stuff coming out that I'm interested in and looking forward to. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot going on. So, so, uh, so Morg, why don't you lead us off? Where, where, uh, where are we starting tonight? Ooh, do we want to just jump right into Pokemon right now? Because there's a couple of, uh, sure. I've got Pokemon stuff to talk about Mm -hmm. too. Well, I mean, I've got a couple of ROM hacks that, um, just kind of caught my attention that I hadn't even heard about until I actually took a look. One of them, uh, I don't know. I mean, okay, fine. We'll talk about it. Tohomon, purple version. It is really weird. If you take the, it's it's Pokemon Emerald, but it's been mm-hmm. like heavily modded in such a way where you get sixteen different um, types. Um, they've substituted some out for other ones. For example, they've changed grass into like the nature type. They've changed poison into miasma. Um, they've eliminated the fighting type altogether. They put in the beast type. They've got the faith type, the reason type, uh, dream type. And then they've also changed, um, the alignment and like the, like the interactions between certain types. Like for example, back then, well, even like in conventional Pokemon, ghost type is weak to dark type. In yes. this game, Dark Type doesn't do any damage to Ghost Type. Ghost Type is completely immune to Dark Type, so it it completely throws everything that I know of Pokemon out the window, and all of the characters are are little chibi dolls. And <laughs> I don't know, based off of their name or their sprites, what their types are. So I'm just kind of like just throwing everything, including the kitchen sink, at whatever it is that comes my way until I figure out like what their types are. Oh my god, it's a it's a ridiculous game. It's a, it's it's fun, but oh my god, is it ridiculous? They've even like added and changed around a whole bunch of um attacks and moves and stuff like that. Like they have like moves like decision, which is apparently a faith type move that never misses. They've got uh what is it? Uh flash steel, which is like a priority based 40 damage steel type move that is like a cutting slash that, you know, gets priority obviously. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, like it's, it's a weird game. Like it, it's pretty fun, but like if, if you, if you're a Pokemon veteran and then you jump into this and you have no idea what goes on in like the Toho verse, uh, yeah, it can be pretty tricky. Um, so yeah, I've, I think I've gotten past, uh, the second gym and I beaten Archie for the first time, um, just delivering like the Devon goods to like, uh, that one Captain Stern, I think it is. And I got to get to Watson. So, um, yeah. And yeah. Oh yeah. Also the gym, the gym leaders have completely different types as well. Like Roxanne ha- is like beast, beast centric. And then, uh, Brawly was dream type and it I, I I don't know what to say other than that, like, yeah, the strategies for being able to beat these guys is completely different because, right. yeah, like, uh, all the creatures that you're able to catch or which are referred to as puppets, you get different types, different, like, you get different types that you can actually catch. And, um, they have, like, different move pools. 
and the their types have different interactions with other types that are completely different from what conventional Pokemon is. So it is essentially Pokemon, but it is everything's completely turned on its head, and like a lot of like like the fundamentals of the mechanics are the same, but. Everything that you would know of conventional for a Gen 3 game, like if you were to pl pick a Pokemon Emerald, this game's completely different from that. You have to have a completely different mm -hmm. approach to it. You have to, like, almost have to study, like, what everything is and, like, what everything can do and, like, what your best options you're, are you're for a team. You're relearning. Oh, God. You're, you're, you're untraining your Pokemon brain to learn a new yeah. system. Yeah, I have to empty out the cup and I have to fill it back up with a whole bunch of Toboho shit. Just just try and get through this game. It is so hard. And then, um, yeah, outside of um, Toho Mom Purple version, there's a new ROM hack that actually um, I was informed of, and it is called, uh, I think it is called Pokemon Vintage White. And it is so strange. It is, it's Pokemon White. So we're talking, yeah, so... Yeah, I was going to say black and white, so white. But the difference is... That's Gen 5. What's Gen 4's colors? Is that ruby and sapphire? Uh, Gen 4 is per, is a diamond, pearl, and platinum. So with Vintage That's White, right. this, this game is really weird because it has no Pokemon past Gen 3. None at all. And the idea that they what they've done is is in order to be able to make up for the fact that there's a lack of like Pokemon from Gen 4 and Gen 5 is that they've taken all of the Pokemon from Gens 1 and 3, and they've given them different stat totals. Like So their base stats are changed a little bit. Their typing has okay. also changed, so they're completely different. So, for example, if you get a Sceptile, it could have... Um, it has uh, Grass and Dragon Element, and it has a new um, ability called Adaptability on it, and it comes with moves like Dual Chop and stuff like that. So it's, it's very different. Pidgeot is a electric and flying type with no guard and it has moves like thunder and hurricane and all these other moves that you know and it's it's crazy like it's really crazy what i found out in that game based off of um a uh, a nuzlocke that wow. a guy did was he found out that electrode is probably the most broken pokemon in the game because it has its 140 base speed but what they did was they upped his attack and special attack to 150, respectively, for each. And it's a steel type on top of being electric, and it has lightning rod. So, it's it's overtuned. Like, it's so broken. Like, it literally just sweeps everything that it can hit for super effective damage from steel and electric type mm. moves. Like, it'll just sweep everything. It's like Deoxys attack. That's how good it is. But, like... <laughs> I, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's crazy. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I always remember Electrode being sort of like a garbage-tier Pokemon yeah. from the start. Yeah, he's, he's typically like, very underwhelming. Uh, Kingler becomes a water and steel type, so, like, you get to have a lot of fun with that, too. Like, I, I don't know, like, I, I don't know how in-depth this game goes as far as, like, all the different changes that they have and how amazing it can be, but... Um, yeah, uh, Clay has, like, a revamped team. Uh, yeah, like, all the gym leaders have revamped teams. Completely uh, changed. Like, I think uh, Clay's uh, ace is a Regirock. Um, yeah, like, there's a whole bunch of crazy stuff um, that go on in that game. And it is, it looks phenomenal. Like, I can't wait to download this game and play it. Because, yeah, who, 
Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. Like I, I rarely delve into Gen Five these days anymore. Um, I love it, but um, I was always more of like black and white two kind of a person. I never really played a traditional black and white, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think that I played yeah. both. But but I will say black and white is what started Bug Trainer Champ. Mm-hmm. That is the title where I, I started with Pokemon Black. And that is where I started playing bug type only mm-hmm. and trading away my starters for bug types. Like just to make the game more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand people do the Nuzlocke to make it more challenging. But for me, I don't like to have to put a bunch of stupid rules on myself. So I'm just like going to use stupid Pokemon and try to beat it. Mm-hmm. Now I will say leading into that, we got Scarlet and Violet coming out in two weeks. Um, and like I said, my girls are super excited for it. I'm going to be playing vanilla and this is probably the first time in a long time that I'm going to be sticking with a starter. Like I'm going to be getting a starter and using a starter and not like cricket like I did with diamond remake. Oh my God. I don't know how you make Um, it through with just cricket Oh my god. It took me six hours to beat the first gym. I'm not joking. I had to have four Cricketunes, and I had to rely on crits to even hurt the first gym. Oof. Like, it was... It was a disaster. Oh, dear lord. Like, <sighs> I do not, not know how I made fun. it. Rock it type was gym not, right off it, the bat. <laughs> yeah. Um... So no, I'm, I'm gonna be sticking with uh, Fue, uh Coco, so the fire type right off the bat for Scarlet and Violet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super excited for Scarlet and Violet not only because of its Arceus like qualities that I that that is there, because uh, Arceus, like I said, really revitalized the series for me. Um, the only thing I didn't like about Arceus is its music. Uh, if you've played Arceus and you've been in the town for any amount of time. I swear I was going to claw my ears off listening to that town theme. It was so repetitive. It's like, literally, it feels like four bars of music that just repeats. It feels like Minecraft so music almost. That's what it feels like. Yeah, well, Minecraft has more bars. I was playing Minecraft today. It has more bars of music than this does. Wow. Like, <laughs> Speaking of which, I'll get into it later, but Minecraft Dungeons, I did not expect. Mm-hmm. Saw it. Didn't expect the quality there. But anyways, back, back to Pokemon. So Scarlet and Violet is something I'm looking forward to. But I've been playing the card game a lot. And I've talked about this a little bit. So I built my first quote-unquote competitive deck. It's not going to be like competitive, like go to tournaments quality. But it does incorporate a meta ability. Uh, a meta, uh, I talked about this. Chromorant. So I have built the deck. I have played with the deck. And it performs rather well and all it does is it centers around basically two pokemon which is my aerodactyl v-star and my chromarin and what it is in the beginning of the game i am pitching all the cards i can into the loss zone which means i can never see them right i'm just trashing cards they don't even go to the great they don't even go to the graveyard like i can't even do shenanigans they're gone forever but (laughs) once i get four in Chromorant comes out and spitting for 120 damage every turn. And I'm setting up, building up a bench to get out Aerodactyl V. Now, I thought I thought Aerodactyl V was going to be my opener. 
And then with Chromeramp being sort of being like a closer, if Aerodactyl V uh, Star gets knocked out, mm -hmm. turns out Aerodactyl V Star is the heavy hitter, which I knew he would be. He's 240 damage, but with some choice belts, he's 270 damage. Whoa! And he hmm. can copy other things' abilities. So with Ancient Power, so if I and I turn them off, I turn off their abilities. So. If they have some nasty stuff, I'm just like, for one colorless energy, I'm just like, no, that's gone. Bye-bye. You can't yeah. do that. Wow. I turn off their powers. Um, now, it, it wastes a turn to do that, but then again, I stopped their whole turn, usually. So, my buddy Jared and I were were playing quite a bit, sort of testing out my deck for the first time, because I got, I got everything I needed. And we had a funny scenario. He's playing his Zora max like the the whatever the wolf is the 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 weird lycanthrope like wolf oh zoroark yeah yeah zoroark so he's got a zoroark deck that does damage equal to uh 50 times the amount of pokemon damaged on his bench wow so he can do and and if with the if he's damaged and the bench so it's 300 damage right and that'll knock out most pokemon right that is ridiculous. So I had this brilliant idea. So like I said, I was centering around Aerodactyl V. Aerodactyl V can't knock out the Zorark right away. Just can't. Um, so I was like, what do I do? So I did not evolve him. I was just Aerodactyl V. I didn't do the V-Star. The Aerodactyl V does 120 damage and says, discard an energy attached to this Pokemon. Well, attached to the uh, opponent's Pokemon. Oh, right? I know where this is going. So I was discarding his energy so he couldn't attack. And the problem is he whittled his deck down so much to search out all of his tools. He ended up pitching a lot of his energy to do that. So I hit him. He had no energy and he had no way to switch because he had no energy. So it was like, do I hit him? No, I sit here and I wait till he draws out. Because I have more cards than him. Mm -hmm. You so I draw a card and pass. You milled him out. <laughs> I milled him out. I did not. I did not. I did not expect that the unevolved Aerodactyl form, so just Aerodactyl V, had the ability to, to just remove energy from opponents. And there's something that like I so me coming from like trading card games coming from a standpoint of magic which i know you're familiar more with ace and more mm -hmm. you have some experience in that as well mana or your energy or whatever your resource is is extremely important right <coughs> like it's it is the baseline price of any magic deck is how good is your mana base mm -hmm. how good is your ability to sling spells and that kind of stuff pokemon runs in a 60 card deck think of this how many lands in a 60 card deck of magic do you run probably a little like somewhere between like 20 and 30 20 on the low end maybe 30 on the high end so 24 to 25 is good the average i hear is 24 to 26 from from what i get gather from chance do you know how much energy you run in a pokemon deck oh i couldn't imagine like what 10 15? 12 is high. 12 is high. 12 is high. Whoa! I have 10, I think, or 8. 
So like, I think I have, I think I have ten because I have six fighting energy, and I have four colorless energy, that are like special energies. That's it. And some people even run lower because you have so much energy search and energy, like so much about it is filtering out cards and searching and filtering and abilities that pull energy on and stuff. It's mm-hmm. so like one of my, one of my cards that I have is if I have seven or more in the lost zone, I go search out two energy from the deck and attach them to a Pokemon. Now, when you get one attachment per turn, this circumvents it. I can put three energy on a Pokemon in a turn with this. And that's that's enough for any one of my Pokemon to do anything. Oh, and also, I didn't, I didn't tell you, there's a subplot to this whole milling them out. So, you know, the, there's that weird barnacle Pokemon that's a fighting type that, like, turns into this weird, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know which rock. one. Yeah, it's, like, got, like, yeah. two heads almost. He's... Yeah, He's a beefy one in the deck. He doesn't attack. He's got this special ability that says when they knock out your Pokemon and they go to take prizes, the prizes don't go to their hand. They go to their lost zone instead. So they don't get their prizes. That is so, so mean. So I keep him on the bench. So I basically milled him out and milled away because of his prizes any sort of way he got to come back. I think we actually did get a few energy out of his prizes. So it was... It was a fun deck to play. I did not expect to do so well with my first ever Pokemon deck that hasn't been since I played back in grade school. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're talking, I went to a Pokemon tournament when I was in fifth grade, and this was like generation release one of Pokemon card game. Mm-hmm. Like, I went in there with a Venusaur deck, and everyone was running Charizard decks. Like, ooh. Not good matchup. <laughs> I liked Venusaur. What can I say? Venusaur is the like, best starter. It is. Like, first off, the first two gyms, you automatically just get to just sweep them with your Bulbasaur. Mm-hmm. It learns a whole bunch of versatile, like, versatile moves. Like, for example, it's got all the different powders. It's got Leech Seed. It's got uh, dr- access to draining moves. If you wanted to be really scummy, like how I am sometimes... You can have a subseed protect wall Venusaur that just stalls out the opponent. Um, yeah, and like it, eventually at some point, like you will have access to like fire and water types. Like you can just go and buy the Magikarp for like five hundred, and then you get like a level twenty Gyarados. Like by the time that you get to Misty, um, and mm-hmm. then you get the Lapras. Um, in uh, the uh, Silphco anyway, so I mean, like you're not short for water types. Honestly, uh, getting a water type is probably the the worst way to play most games because you have access to tons of water types in the game. Fire type is probably usually a better option um, in most cases because fire types are usually very rare, but they're also very powerful. But for a game like Pokemon Red, Blue, you know, or Yellow, it's not a good option. You know what they did in the remakes? Uh, are we talking like Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu? Yes, and uh, even Fire Red and Leaf Green. Uh... Charmander learns Metal Claw before you reach the first gym. That is so pretty Charmander good. Charmander has a st- has a steel move to hit the Rock Gym first out the gate. They started doing that. So let's go Eevee and let's go uh, Pikachu. They um, they incorporated Double Kick. Both of them get Double Kick which is a fighting move, which is good against 
rock. So yeah, they had, uh, they had a lot going on, um, with, with, with that. So like they sort of changed it up so that starters always have some way to get through the first gym, mm-hmm. uh, which is why Cricketot was a bad idea. And, uh, yeah. Shining diamond. If only you had Mega Drain. Whatever it was. Yeah, he does later on. Not where I was at, I think. No, not right at the very beginning. Not like level 10 or anything like that. Nope. Nope. Yep. Nope. Um, so, so for Pokemon stuff, I've been uh, pretty excited about Scarlet and Violet. And the card game stuff, there's a new release. There's a whole new set of the card game coming out next week, too. So, like, it is, it is the Scarlet and Violet set. So I'm going to have Pokemon cards from Scarlet and Violet before I see the game. So, because mm-hmm. I'm getting a box of it. So I'll be like, ooh, spoilers. You want to see them, Morg? <laughs> I love spoilers. Like, maybe. maybe. Um, but, yeah, so I plan on uh, doing some of that. Speaking about uh, card game stuff. At the same day is a flesh and blood release, the latest set. Ooh. So I'm also looking to, and it's a supplementary set, which means it's not like, hey, here's the theme of the set. It means like, here's all the cards to make your current decks better. So there's a bunch of really cool stuff coming out. Um, there's a uh, sword that is really good for. I play warriors and I play uh, rangers, mm. and there's a sword coming out for warriors that gives them a much needed thing against arcane damage and arcane think of it like burn damage and magic it's unblockable at your face damage right yeah this thing says if i hit i get a token that says i get to prevent one arcane damage once it destroys the token but every time i hit i get to prevent one arcane when i had no way to prevent arcane before that's pretty good and if you do and if you do if you do end up subbing in something to prevent arcane, you have to pay for it. So you have to pay a card worth of price to to play it. This says if I hit, I get to prevent damage. I'm gonna have so, to, yeah. I'm gonna have to take a look at this game because I think this might be a fun competitive game that I might want to get into. Hell, I might even get some of my roommates in on it because I know that uh, um, it's a very it's a very head to head game. It's very one on one head to head. Like it's very. Back and forth, too. Because mm-hmm. every card is... Ev- usually every card is everything. Every card is an attack, a defense, and a resource. Okay. And you gotta, des- and you gotta decide which one of those things that that card's gonna be. I like that. I like the sound mm-hmm. of that. At least it, uh, it gives you... It gives you options on what it is that you need to play in the situation that you're in. So that's actually... I like that. I like that a lot because then you don't get like uh, you don't suffer now, from mana drought. You don't you don't get you know mana right. locked. Um, no, yeah, I, and I and a lot. Fun. And the biggest comparison is this is a card game. So Magic, you build up your board state. This is this is a game where you start at your best board state and you're whittled down. Ooh, also. ooh! Now that changes things. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, because you have equipment, and all that equipment can get used or destroyed or whatever. It's I won't. I'll, I'll do a big flesh and blood thing one day. I'm mm-hmm. not as into it as I was because the Pokemon's been drawing me away. I <laughs> play more Pokemon than flesh and blood, 
Problem is, the Flesh and Blood community where I'm at really just died. Yeah. Like, no one kept showing up. Uh, in the struggle of us, uh, you know, Jared and I trying to run a league. Uh, everything all right there, Ace? Yeah. Although I do have to go to the bathroom, so I'll be back. Okay. Yep. Well, you could do with that um, thing. So, um, in the... In the like sort of situation, we were trying to run this league, and there was a competing store that did some underhanded things to undercut us. They've eventually won, and now no one still plays there. Oh, so feel felt pretty cheap. So we kind of moved on to Pokemon. Now I still have the cards, and I'm still keeping up to date with my decks, but we haven't been playing. We've been playing Pokemon. So. If, if, it, if it gets big enough, I mean, like, I could assume that, well, I don't know if this could be a thing that they might uh, go about doing, like, if they wanted to take this as sort of, like, a tactical marketing approach, but they could probably, like, do something like Magic the Gathering Arena, where they have, like, um, an online competitive scene where, you know, where people can go on and go on and then they can, like, build their decks and stuff like that, like a digital deck, and then just play competitively there, or whatever. There are tools for that. There are tools for that, but um, the the game is designed to be face to face a lot of the time. Oh, that's why it's actually called Flesh and Blood. Oh, because you're playing they in want the you flesh. To be there. Oh, yes. Okay, I like that. So, so here's so like they started, they released 2019, November 2019. So we're coming up on three years of them being. I think we are at three years of them being released. Okay. And um, here's the problem, though. Mm-hmm. November 2019, because what happened in January? COVID. Yeah, that was not exactly the most ideal time for them. But what ended up being is they are driving on something that Magic lost, was, which was that competitive in-person community. That's the kind of niche that they're going for. So they do have online stuff, but they're not as well supported as just the in-person tournament stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, I jumped in really hard to begin with, so I know what's going on, but I'm not going to, you know, to get a local, like I have a community of people on different discords that I could play with if I was really stretching to play, but I'm not really like, I'm okay just playing in person every once in a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I assume Ace is trying to fix some things. I'm assuming that he's probably fixed it. Ace, are you still with us? Uh oh. Uh oh. I think there might be some audio issues. Maybe his uh, audio issues. Maybe his ear. No audio issues. His earbuds were just was just not working out for him. Maybe, maybe. So. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So that's that's the card game stuff. I'm excited to see what comes out in the new Pokemon set because that's going to feed directly into Scarlet and Violet. Eh, um, it's got to be better than what's coming out with uh, Magic the Gathering. I mean, like, I mean, they do have uh, the the Brothers War, which is not bad. But mm-hmm. like, they were trying to come out with like, uh, what was it? The stickers. Ooh, that was a really bad mechanic mm-hmm. idea. Like you've heard about the stickers. For Magic the Gathering, right? I have. Oh, that's... Yeah, I, putting stickers on cards. Yeah. I say no. No. I think that cards are just fine well, without stickers. Well, as people were pointing out, you should 
have sleeves on your cards. Mm-hmm. So it'd technically be putting them on the sleeves. Which no, I still I don't necessarily agree with. I'd say they could have just made like paper tokens or something like that. Yes. Yeah. I mean like a token like a like a secondary token system would have been really cool. So then that way you could like well I I think maybe like the whole idea of like counters, like for example having death touch counters or flying counters or whatever, you know, having that kind of counter system was probably like a prelude to the sticker system. And it wasn't a bad system, it was kind of a weird one, because I mean you already had mm-hmm. cards that had abilities that were like, well, if this card and this card are are paired, then they'll have this ability. Or if they have a plus one, plus one counter on them, they'll get this ability because of this card and blah, 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 blah. Like, the counter system is very weird. And then, like, slapping stickers on your cards just... It kind of feels like it cheapens things a bit. Like, it, it doesn't feel fun, even. Like, I'm... I'm not really for the stickers. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, agree. throwback option. I'd say stickers are better than tearing your card in half. Tearing sure. your card in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anti cards. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't part of uh, Black Lotus that you're supposed to tear it in half or something like that? Uh, or was that? Uh, uh, Mox Lotus or something? I know uh, there was like one card. One Black Lotus. Like, yeah, there's no- a card. Notorious card that you're supposed to tear in half after you use it. I don't think it was Black Lotus because Black Lotus is like worth like tens of thousands of dollars on the market. So yeah, it's not Black Lotus, but um, there you are right. There are things you used to have to gamble cards. You used to have to anti cards. Mm-hmm. Like. That's why that that stuff is never being printed again and is banned and all sorts of stuff because they don't want you gambling priceless cards. Mm-hmm. You know they don't want you. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, Ace. I do believe there are some cards that say "tear me in half" and yada yada. There's some joke cards that say that too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. don't. There's one that says "go find anything and throw it on the table and whatever points at this card and like like it's just like there's some crazy." <laughs> But those aren't legally played. Those are white bordered or whatever bordered they are. Mm-hmm. That you're not you're not supposed to play. Um, now they have an acorn symbol is the new thing. Uh, if you can't play them. Oh yeah, it's that's right. Squirrels. Yeah. There should be like um, cards that have like spin the bottle game as like part of the mechanics for the card game. Just like just and then like just all the cards just flying everywhere. I mean, the D and D sets have have twenties. Like, you roll a d20, and there's a certain result based on a 20 or a 19 or whatever. Or, you know, you get X amount of tokens equal to the d20 roll. That kind of thing. I mean, like, there's... Mm-hmm. Or, what is it? There's also, like, a very, like, very niche mechanics. Like, yeah, going into the dungeon and then going on, like, a dungeon quest in mm-hmm. the card game. And then there's, like, what is it? The monarchy system, where, like, if you're the monarch of the, of the game, whatever, yeah. you get, like, special... Uh, perks and stuff like that, but I mean, like, if you're the only one who's playing with that mechanic at a commander game, oh, so there's a there's a Transformers set coming out. There's like yes. a normal set, but there's the extra Transformers cards. And I, I the only reason why I mentioned, I'm not a fan of Magic, so I'm not following it. But Chauncey is. I remember this. So yeah, I, I listened to him. Mm-hmm. I listened to him uh, talk about it and talk to him about it, and uh, he is so excited because Starscream 
is a monarch card. And it gives someone else the monarch because Starscream can never be the monarch. Yeah, that's true. Like he has to give the monarch. So I was like, perfect flavor. That is. Starscream gives someone else the monarch. I love it. That would be really good for like doubles battles. For like, if it's like a 2v2, yes. that would be a phenomenal card for that. Oh my god. And then there was, um, yeah, I think my friend uh, Ian, he's got, uh, well, he's rooming with us. Um, he's got mm -hmm. uh, Warhammer 40k. Uh, I think he's got a Necron deck. And it's really yes. weird. Yeah, those just those just released. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was playing uh, Necrons in Commander, and it was, it was actually pretty solid. Like, after I got most of my deck milled by uh, Holly, who was playing, I think it was a blue-red... Um, basically control deck at, where she was just milling us all out and uh, he had a card that just made it so that um, my entire graveyard was exiled and I was like well this is great because I'm running a soul tie deck that has like that uses the graveyard as like my secondary hand and you just you just, just completely destroyed all access to it he's like exile graveyard I'm going to pick you Morgan and I'm like no and he's like how many artifacts do you have in your deck and I'm like now I'm like uh, something like seven or eight or whatever, and he's like, "Haha, I get bonuses for the fact that I just sent all those um, artifact cards into exile." And I'm like, "That's the reason why you destroyed my deck." Ugh. But then, yeah, I think after mm. that night, yeah, everybody was like helping me to like rebuild my decks, so and that way I had a proper Sultai infection deck. And well, it went from. Sultai to, I think it was a four-color witch deck. Which is hmm. really fun, especially with Atraxa, uh, the Praetor's voice. Her her abilities are Vigilance, Flying, Death Touch, and Lifelink. She's a four-mana four card, so she's got one of everything. She's got black, white, blue, and green. And then at the end of your, um, yeah, the um, at the beginning of your end step, you proliferate. So... You can use her to uh, buff all of your creatures if they've got plus one, plus one counters. You can uh, reduce the power of all your enemies' creatures if they've got negative one, negative one counters. You can add poison counters onto people who already have poison counters. So if you've got the Icar Rats in play, which make it so that everybody has um, a poison counter as soon as it enters the battlefield. Um, and then I had cards like the Stryonic Resonator, which makes it so that whenever, um, uh, like you can like pay two and then tap it and then, mm -hmm. uh, triggered abilities activate, um, a second Again. time. So mm -hmm. whenever there, uh, is an ability that says when, whenever, or at, you get to double the effects of that ability. And then there's, like, a whole bunch of other cards, like Inexorable Tide, like, that makes it so that whenever you cast a spell, you proliferate. So, if you have a whole bunch of cheap cards, and everybody's got a bunch of poison counters, you can just play those cards. But what you can also do is that you can you can tap the Stronic Resonator, and then you can get the additional effects of proliferation from Inexorable Tide added onto that. And if you keep Atraxa alive mm -hmm. at the same time, you get to proliferate the end of, you know, at the beginning of your end step. But if you've also got another card called Helm of the Host, which if you can equip it onto Atraxa, you get to create at the beginning of your upkeep a copy of the card of uh, any creature, including legendary creatures, 
that have Helm of the Host equipped with it. And then there's, like, um, what is it? Uh, I've got a bunch of, like, these weird cards. Uh, like, there's a, I think it's, there's a creature card that allows you that allows you to be able to have it enter in as a copy of a creature that you already have in play as a copy of that with a plus one, plus one counter or as a loyalty counter if it's a Planeswalker and it's not considered legendary. And then there was mm-hmm. a, um, I think it's a sorcery. So you're just basically doubling up on all your proliferate. Yeah, I'm doubling up on Atraxas. So if I have like a whole bunch of Atraxas onto the field, at the beginning of my end step, I just get to proliferate a whole bunch of times, which makes it... Re- <laughs> Everybody's like always so worried. They're like, oh, what are we going to do about the one? And I'm like, oh, you- yes, there is the one. But what are you going to do about the second and the third ones? And they're like... What are you talking about? And I'm like, slam, slam, slam. And then they're like looking at it and there's like three of them and they're like, oh no, we're going to die. And I'm like, yes, you are. Yeah, Uh, I I, I will say if you are looking into flesh and blood alternative, alternatively, do keep in mind it is a head to head game. You're not going to have fun commander stuff like that where you have like four people playing. Yeah, it's just it's meant to be head to head. So yeah. Well, I mean, keep, keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah, I'll keep it. Uh, you know what? I'll probably ask uh, Ian about it because I mean, like, he spends a lot of his time in Hobbs Hobbies. Like, he's a DM for for Dungeons and Dragons. He has a Starfinder campaign mm-hmm. that he's running. He's also in a um, I can't remember what the what the name of the uh, of the game was, but it's basically a uh, it's not Warhammer RPG like it's kind of themed slightly like that but it has different mechanics where it's based off of percentiles um, he also okay. plays matches the gathering um, oh what else does he do yeah he does a number of things but I mean like yeah if I could get him into flesh and blood maybe maybe we can do that together and then that could be a lot of fun I'm pretty sure yeah yeah so yeah I'll ask him see so how he uh so, uh, Ace, what uh, what have you been doing other than being a dad? Um, well, Jack has been getting into Subnautica, so by extension, okay. I've been getting back into Subnautica. Um, we were okay. sort of, in a sense, co-oping it and switching back and forth, and then uh, we sort of lost our progress because the game crashed um, <gasps> That's so, rough. so I went and basically got us back to where we were this weekend so and I also farmed up a bunch of materials mm-hmm. just to set him up for success and made him like a really basic base before he goes out and discovers all the other stuff to like make an actual base so okay We'll see if uh, he wants to get back into that tomorrow, just because I got him like a bunch of food and water, a bunch of materials for crafting, a bunch of uh, like components for Mm -hmm. like crafting tech and uh, certain like base parts and rooms and whatnot. So yeah, and then I like uh, today started a. New playthrough of uh, uh, Subnautica Below Zero as well, so mm-hmm. I'm fully reimmersing myself them, in that universe. I see them on sale on the eShop constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, 
they are constantly on sale. I don't want to get them because I don't like survival games, but I love that series. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, I've I've had issues with Subnautica, like where sometimes the environments don't load in properly, and so there will be like these invisible cliff sides that I keep bashing my vehicles into, or like I'll get trapped in in like zones that I can't see. It's yeah, uh, yeah that happens. I mean. In one of my previous, I think it was my playthrough on PlayStation uh, that made me stop playing for a while. Um, I had like just got the the prawn suit, and I stocked up like a bunch of ammo for the torpedo extension and the drill. And then uh, I was like, I'm gonna go and kill a Reaper Leviathan, and the Reaper Leviathan punched me through the floor. And I was just falling forever. Yeah. And eventually, and eventually the pressure just destroyed my prawn suit that I just got. And then I was just in a black abyss of nothing. That, and that's great. That's awful. That's great. I mean, yeah, um, yeah <laughs> I was, I was like, I don't know, several thousand meters below below the surface so like mm-hmm. even if i like i mean i i had all the necessary tech for like exploring and stuff like that like i had the sea glide and stuff it was it was too late there was nothing i could do so i just like paused the Got game you. oh and, like actually uh, i think i died and then i respawned and then couldn't get my just my uh, sort of prawn suit back so i just quit quit there i was like i'm done yeah, but that was like that's... a year or more ago so i'm back into it and i've I since did... like played through on my switch and like yeah gotten the ending and found all the all the uh interesting alien stuff i do i think i remember that happening I, mean, I think I remember you talking about that, where you were just like, "Oh man!" Like you weren't even mad; you were just like disappointed. It's mm-hmm. it's just like ultimate defeat just takes over when that game just fucks you over. You spend like hours and hours working towards something, and then something completely stupid or unexpected happens, and then it just resets you back to square one, and you're like, "You know what? I yeah. I think I've spent enough time on this game right now. I'm good." But um, yeah, and I mean, yeah. just uh, I think earlier today doing a um, run, th- run, quick run for materials and supplies for Jack. Um, excuse me, I experienced two glitches of uh, when I spawn, like I when I started restarted the game um, and mm-hmm. picked up where I left off because I had saved inside the base. Mm-hmm. I started off inside the base, but it was like I was still underwater. Mm, that's... And I was still, because I had the sea glide and I could like go up and down inside the base and the walls were still there and everything. And then I was like, did it break? And so I went to leave and look outside and I entered back into the base. Only this time oh. it was as it should be. 
So the game okay. like created a ghost Doc- base that was flooded. In Doctor Strange, do you? That is so bizarre. And then I left, but entered back into the actual base, and everything was fine. Yes. And then um, I was crafting at the crafting station, and then I turned around to go and put stuff in. Uh, yeah, one of the lockers, and the character animation as it was like switching from the sea glide to putting it away to open up the thing, it like glitched out with the hands and stuff where they were like crossing over, and then like the sea glide was like floating in in midair, but the animation just like failed, so it reverted back to holding the sea glide and didn't open up the the locker. Oh, oh my god. Subnautica really needs Yikes. to uh, optimize their coding just a little bit. Maybe maybe they can take it over to Elon and be like, hey, can, can your uh, Tesla engineers uh, fix the coding for our game a little bit? I know you're working on Twitter right now, but uh, uh, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't mind. <laughs> you mean you mean working on firing half of Twitter? Oh no, they, yeah, they've already <laughs> fired all, like a good portion of them already. Like They're gone. They're out of here. They're probably working at McDonald's flipping burgers or some shit. I don't know. Probably for the best, anyways. I hope not. Uh, I really... Actually, there's... Um, as AOC pointed out, Ooh. there's actually a certain law. I think it's called Warren or something like that. A Warren law. Um, where employers have to give a certain amount of notice. And if they don't, don't they are liable to pay them i believe it she's the thing stated that it was like full compensation and benefits so they probably gave them their two weeks there could be a uh i think it was supposed to be like 50 days or something like that whoa they get 50 days for mass layoffs i think that's specifically what the the law entails so we'll see there could be uh some class action lawsuits that are coming out of this and 50 I mean, days, that sounds an awful lot okay longer than two weeks. As, my, as our friend Sam mm-hmm. has put it, he's kind of a dork-ass loser. Mm-hmm. And he's, at least in my opinion and some of my friends' opinions, he's kind of wasting his intelligence on being a jackass troll. So, Nah, I love it. I have always hated Twitter. It needed to be gutted from the inside out. Who better than to have Elon Musk do it? It's great. I mean... Let, let me. So I have had a different experience with Twitter than you, Morgan, mm-hmm. because the, my Twitter experience is specifically to promote and talk with, connect with people via this podcast, right? That is why I have a Twitter account. My Twitter account is at Hunters Hub Pod. You know, not to not to drop the thing, but it is for this show. I don't. I do some personal stuff on Twitter, but that's like me just being friendly with people. Not like I don't have any people that I know face-to-face, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've never met you guys face-to-face, but all both of you are connections through Twitter that eventually became on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, like, everything I owe to the growth of this show is because of the platform of Twitter and possibly Reddit. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Reddit got me started, and then Twitter kind of kept it going. Like, that's how I was able to get a hold of Eric's. That's how I was... A, to get a hold of Exion, that's all I have a hold of. Get a Wolfie Melon, you know, who did our theme. Like, you know, there's so the, for me, it's been a very positive experience, but it's circumstantial also. There is the thing of like, 
Um, you know, I, I don't, it's kind of weird, but like this show, as much as I love doing it and as much as I put some hard work into it sometimes, um, we haven't grown really at all. Like we are at the same numbers from where I started mm-hmm. constantly. Now we will, we grow over time as far as like a number of different listeners and stuff and listens on certain episodes and things that, do, that does grow. But as far as like an average weekly listener count, we have been the same since I have started. I'll be back. Yeah. I was going to go get so, a coffee. Now you're leaving. Why? No. Stay. Stay. <laughs> Don't give me the mic to block me out. No. Come back. Ace. Ah, I need my caffeine. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to go. And I'm going to go grab a coffee. Okay. I am going to give you a so, lovely tour of my house. <gasps> Look at this. Oh, there's the kitchen. <gasps> where, 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 is nice kitchen. where is it? Where is it? Oh, yeah, there it is. There you are. I'll grab you. The thermos of coffee. Yes, a French press. Ugh, let's get a good view of that. Is that a good angle? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah top up that zombie mug. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little more, a little more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> this is this is good audio quality. Mm. Oh, oh, were you able to get the coffee, like dribbling and everything? <gasps> I hope Probably. so. Mm. We're gonna go into the kitchen, <gasps> and we're gonna go. Ooh, sugar. Even better. Mmm. Cream. Creamed honey. Ooh, lovely. Mmm. But it oh, so it's your, both your cream and your sugar in mm-hmm. one. <gasps> Fridge. <sighs> we need... Mmm. Milk. Cream. That I got for a buck seventy nine. Because Walmart sales. Lovely. <sighs> Boom. <laughs> Open the tab. Ooh. This is actually kind of a neat little invention that they came up with. It's like you don't even have to open the top. I mean, that is optional if you really wanted to. But honestly, screw lid, best design. Then there's no crevices or anything like that where the cream can get, you know, clotted up it or whatever. Mmm, there we go. Ooh, that's all used up. Wait, we need a spoon. Are there no spoons? Ooh. I think there is one. That's yes. Yes. Perfect. Just getting a tour of, of, of mixing coffee. Mm, yes, there <laughs> we go. We need the honey first. Wait, wait, where's the thingy? There it is. Not much left in there. Oh, well. Mm. And the best part is, this is solid honey. It's the best kind of honey. True blue raw honey. Ooh. Unpasteurized. Beautiful stuff. Ooh. Look at that. Look at that zombie's face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A zombie coffee cup. He's having a great time. Ooh. Mm. He, uh, he kind of looks spaced out, not honestly. Like, he doesn't know what kind of time he's having. Caffeine deficiency. <laughs> that's what I tell you. You know, you know, empty, empty skull, no coffee in it, no substance. He just, he just needs a little pick me up. There we go. Ooh. We're going to put you in there. Ooh. Into the sink. Boom. Done. There we go. 
I knew today was. I knew today was going to be a bit of a circus, but I did not know the extent. Mmm, beautiful crotch shot. But unfortunately, this is not only fan, so I'm not getting paid for it. Alrighty. <laughs> so, um, so Morg, uh, another thing that I was pleasantly surprised by today is the Diablo clone known as Minecraft Dungeons. Ooh! Holy cow. I do not like Minecraft. I am very vocal about this. I don't like the game, but the girls love it. So we came across Minecraft Dungeons for 20 bucks, and I was like, you know what? Let's try it out. There's a bunch of DLC for 20 bucks. So we bought the DLC, because normally, even if I'm trying a game, I normally buy the DLC, because... I'm weird like that. So we got it and it is a Diablo clone in, in every sense of the word. It is, you are an isometric hack and slash top down RPG. Um, you don't have a skill tree. You don't have skills. It is all based on, uh, random enchantments oh. to your items. When you level up, you get an enchantment token, and you enchant your items. Now, here's a crazy thing. You pick up a sword, right? And it's like any other RPG, you can find a better sword, right? Mm-hmm. You can salvage it on the spot because you're a Minecrafter, and you can craft things on the fly. So you can salvage it on the spot, and it re- it pulls out those enchantment tokens, and you can reuse them. Oh, okay, that's cool. So you're leveling up. All this you're leveling up feeds into the gear, which for me is a very interesting system for an RPG because you're not losing anything. Like you're not like Oh yeah, that's true. You're not like So you find a sword, you're like, "Okay, I'm going to dump all my enchantments into the sword," right? And then you find a better sword, and any other RPG, you're like Oh, well, I guess I could use the better sword, but it's worse because I ha- it wouldn't have all the enchantments. Like you, I'm like, you're in a catch twenty two. You're like, what's yeah. what's the better option? Like I don't do I waste. And then what ends up happening with most of the time, like with me, mm-hmm. do I just hoard all the enchantments until like super late end game, and then I don't even get that far, so I just hoarded a bunch of enchantments for no reason. I do this with both Titan Quest and Grim Dawn. Like, I just never enchant anything because I don't feel like I can. Mm -hmm. So, cut to Minecraft Dungeons. You can just disenchant it. No no harm or foul. It turns into money. You get the tokens refunded and you spend the tokens on the new item and it gets its enchantments. That is perfect. And And the system is pretty interesting because it's like hey this level whatever item has a random enchantment that you get to pick between one or the other and you get to pump as many enchantment tokens as you want into it to make the bonus better and it's 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 a flat system one enchantment for level one two for level two so you got to have three total and then i don't know what the level four is level three is and there's only three levels and you can do this with your weapon you have a bow and you have an armor and that's it. Wow. And you have some like item things. Like I have a fishing rod that pulls enemies in and suds them. And I can enchant that if I want. Um, 
But yeah, it's all just focused on like a few pieces of gear and you just enchant it. Wow. And I was like, I don't know. It's so simple, yet it feels so rewarding for, for leveling up because you're like, yeah, I can finally add this enchantment or make this enchantment better. Like, Emery got this enchantment for a glaive she's using that when she kills things, it pops out a bee that's that 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 comes out and plays with her. Like, she's got like a bee minion. And yeah, it's just a fun, simple system. And I, I kind of like it. And it's also one thing I like, like Monster Hunter, a mission-based system. You go on a mission. So you go on like a little, like, it's like, think of Diablo 2. It's like you go into the Den of Evil. Yeah. Here's your little mission. Go. Oh, that's perfect. Like, you're not, like, exploring. I'm okay with exploring vast open worlds and that kind of stuff. That's great for immersion. But for playing with the kids, mission-based, 100% of the way. There are side dungeons in those missions and that kind of stuff. So you can explore and get new loot and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like you could, we played a, a few missions and we were done and they wanted to watch uh, YouTube and do other things. So like this game legit good in my opinion. Wow. And I thought I would never say that about this game, but I was like, this is better than some attempts at ARPGs that like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. It's pretty good. Like I I didn't expect this at all. It's a it's um, a good mix of like the casual with like well, I guess you couldn't I don't really think you could say it's competitive, but yeah, like it it, it has enough of an no, edge. No, it is. Yeah. It has it has leaderboards. You can you can connect your Microsoft account and like play with other people and like do challenges and tower runs and all sorts of crazy competitive stuff like you can make this competitive wow and okay i take that back then it's got a good mix of competitive as well as like you know like some uh i don't want to say casual elements to it but no yeah it sounds like no, it's an it's, ideal it's game simplified i think it's simplified and because it's something like that like i there's a reason why i tend to go back and play diablo one more than i play diablo two or even Diablo three more, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't go back. I play. That's not fair. I do go back and play Diablo three, but then when I play Diablo three, it's because there's new content, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's not that I want to go relive the same stuff. I don't do that for Diablo two. I did it with the remake. And for the very first time ever, my brother and I beat hell mode. Like we never have beaten Bale and hell mode up until the remake. Yeah. But, um, but that was us replaying the game because of the remake. And we had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. We didn't stick with it. Like we got done. We didn't try to rune farm. We didn't try to do all this stuff. Like we just played. I go back and it's not every year at this point, but I think it was probably every other year at this point. I have played Diablo one, take a warrior from start to finish to kill Diablo dust off my hands come back a year or two later. Like there is something about Diablo one simplicity and just playing the fun, like the game, seeing what loot you get, wiping your hands of it and being done. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's something that appeals to that sense of my brain with this Minecraft dungeons. Yeah. I'm just like one and done. I'm good. I kind of like the idea of playing this game type forever. I do because it is my favorite genre. However, as much as I love Titan Quest and I talked about it a lot, I think you remember mm-hmm. it's there's just a 
there's a wall that I'm at and I can't get past that wall without other people playing with me. And no one else is playing Titan quest right now. Like it is not a thing. It is an old game, even though I can't get to the new content right now. I am pretty much stonewalled with my build on, uh, the act one, no act three boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, until so the, the the last base game boss uh until i get into the expansion content right and even the not even the new expansion content the original expansion content and i haven't got to the new eventually i might try again but it would take like days of farming just to get past this one boss like, yeah it's just yeah it, it felt like too much of a wall so i'm not i'm not gonna be doing it anytime this year but Minecraft Dungeons, I may play on my own without the girls. Like I may make a different character and play on my own. Yeah. Like it is, it is possible. Yeah. Like, and I didn't, I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. So. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta actually uh, catch up on uh, Monster Hunter uh, Sunbreak because um, I've actually invited like uh, my roommate, um, uh, not Ian, but the other one. Um, and, uh, one mm-hmm. of his friends to, uh, play Sunbreak. And I believe at the time when I encouraged them to start playing, I was, uh, still working on Ibushi. Um, and this was like, I think maybe a couple of months ago that, uh, they started playing and, uh, already like, the, like they're Dark Souls players. Like they like, they like Souls and yeah. Bloodborne and like a whole bunch of the other ones like Sekiro or whatever. Um, and they've and they're also like avid Elden Ring players. So when they got into Monster Hunter, they absolutely loved it, loved it to the point where they have already surpassed me in in Sunbreak. Even though I've been like kind of playing it off and on again, and yeah, like I'm like, well, okay, well, how far are you? And they're like, oh yeah, we've already beaten Bushi a while ago. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's nice. Thanks for telling me. And they're like, yeah, we're working <laughs> on Fury. We're working to get up to Furious Rajag now. And I'm like. Wow, oh. that only took you a couple of weeks, eh? And they're like, "Yeah, it, it's it's great. Yeah. Uh, we love this game." And I'm like, "Oh, that's good. Uh, I've still got to figure out how <laughs> I'm going to be able to get far enough in this soloing it while also still having a full time job." Essentially, I mean, like technically I'm part time, but I mean they give me forty hours a week, so it's essentially full time, yeah. just no overtime hours. Um. But yeah, uh, if if I can get up to like at least uh like hunter rank 110, that'd be great. Uh, I still need to fight Risen Camellios. I mean, I've already fought uh Gold Rathian. I think I still need he to beat was, Silver Rathalos. He was a difficult crown. He was what was I at? Forty seven to crown Risen. Yeah, I think yeah, you did say that. Yeah, there was at least forty of them that you beat. Maybe forty two. Did I? Uh, it was a lot. It it was, it was more than I wanted to. I'll tell you that. Like, I even did some of the afflicted stuff just to see if I could get those guild card awards because I, those are the all I need. Is spend the hundred coins, uh, spend the thousand guild card guild guild coins, whatever the afflicted. Yeah, coins. yeah. That's it. Once I do that, I get all the achievements because the last achievement I have is get all the achievements. What? So, oh my. <laughs> so I kind of, but I kind of took a break on it because, well, we're going to, we're going to, 
move on to the next game that I've been playing, and I've been playing this pretty much exclusively now. Yeah. I've been build- doing a jigsaw puzzle. Ooh. And doing this. Th- and this. Well, I do have one other game I want to talk about. Um, but, and I, I've been playing it very lightly, mm-hmm. to keep in mind, very lightly. But this game that I'm going to talk about, it's going to surprise you more. Maybe not. Maybe you maybe you pay attention sometimes to what I play that's sort of off-brand for me. But okay. I've been playing the new Modern Warfare 2. Really? Modern Warfare so, 2? Yeah, the new one that just came out with Bayonetta 3. I've touched Bayonetta 3 lightly. I only did like the first couple missions. But mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I don't... There's something about just playing a game where I just... I turn off my brain and I am just what I call viscerally reacting. And that's what Call of Duty is to me. Yep. I am not thinking about what I'm doing. I am pointing a gun and I am shooting it at pixels. And I am getting enjoyment of shooting more pixels than got shot at me. Yeah. Like that. That is it. It is a simplicity thing. It's like I've had so much crazy life stuff going on with, you know, the child support, not seeing the kids as much, like going through the court case and things like I you have no idea how it just mentally exhausted I was, even though the court case stuff kind of went favorably (laughs) and it didn't go as well as I wanted it to. But I lost a lot. Yeah, uh, I felt in that battle, both mentally and mm-hmm. I feel as a as a person. Yeah, I lost a lot in that fight, and I was just exhausted. And I was lightly interested because I event I occasionally do like playing Call of Duty. I've played it off and on since Black Ops One on the 360. Mm-hmm. Some coworkers convinced me to get it and play with them. Even I played hardcore mode with them. Yeah, like where you don't have a HUD or anything. Um, I don't play that now because screw that. I'm I'm here to relax and not have a hardcore. Time. Yeah. So here I am playing the new Call of Duty, and here I am. Not only just playing it, but it's the pretty much the only thing I've been playing aside from like occasionally when I sit down at the computer and I have some time, like literally just before we started recording today, I didn't have enough time to play something else. So I just played a little bit of uh two point hospital. Wow. But then I play mostly Call of Duty. Like I was playing it last, like every day is what I that's what I've been mm-hmm. doing. And it's been fun because what I do and now I, most people who are familiar with Call of Duty, and uh, they do this, they gold their guns, they do all the challenges, get gold on their guns, and then, you know, wreck face and kill noobs. Like it's just, it's just a thing. Well, they made the gold process infinitely easier in this game. Oh like, no! <laughs> so, and this is what I do too. So what I do. Most people, they'll take a weapon category and a gold and platinum, all of it, and then move on to another category. Or they just like one category and they just do that. For me, I want to do this with every gun. So what I do is I start with assault rifles. I gold the first gun. And I've been doing it since I've been playing Call of Duty, like, back in 2010. Yeah. Like, platinum the assault rifle. Not, not gold, gold the assault rifle, gold the 
battle rifle, gold the shotgun, gold the SMG. Like I do one weapon at a time, and then I'm done with every category. The first weapon, then I go to the second weapon in every category, and the third weapon in every category. So here I was learning how to play again. People are really good, and I'm just like, I'm doing okay, right? Yeah. Like I, I I'm doing the the assault rifles the first one. It's like I'm doing okay, and then I noticed. Oh, you don't have to do four challenges before you get the gold challenge? Okay. Okay, sure. Huh. When it used to be like 15, it used to be like 15 camos you would do before you got the gold challenge. Yeah. I'm like, All right. So I'm learning how to play the assault rifle. I'm good. I'm good. All right. So then I move on to the battle rifle and I'm like, oh gosh, this is, it's a two shot kill, but it's like bang, bang. Like it's like, it's very like. Wow, that's slow. Slow. Yeah, so I'm just like, oh gosh, I'm doing terrible. I'm getting terrible KDAs. I'm doing bad. But then like halfway through the process, I start picking it up. I start learning how to play that really well. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Cool. I do the SMG, right? Get to the SMG. I gold the battle rifle. I do really well, especially the last match to gold it. I'm just like, because all of them, when you have the gold challenged, the final thing is get three kills before you die 10 times okay is the gold challenge not a super tough thing to do not that i'm like super good at the game but like yeah every once in a while i can get on a three kill streak and you know that's not even enough for a uav that's not even enough to get a kill streak no like no just so, so it's not that difficult so my question is so if you were to get like 30 kills before uh, you got KO'd. Would that count towards... Um... Yes. Okay, so if you were yes, able to do that, if you were able yes. to get 30, you would have cleared it right then and there. Yes. However, highly, highly improbable for me. I'm not that good to, to, to go 30 and 0 in a match. But um, the uh, the funny thing is I started the SMG, and you know, I said, like, oh, the battle, assault rifle, oh, I'm still, you know, I'm brand new to the game, I'm still learning kind of did okay with the battle rifle but it started picking up halfway through smg immediately out the gate i'm getting like quadruple kills Whoa. like like going like th- three and like a, a ratio of the kd ratio of three like wow. is one of the matches which is the highest i've ever had in a call of duty game i'm just like what is going why are the s the smg so good and it's because their rate of fire and the low uh kill time mm-hmm. uh and i'm like okay i'm doing good i'm doing good i'm having fun with the challenge right i go to shotguns and then shotguns blow all of it out of the water my first match with a shotgun right 15 and 2 holy shit oh my god and i'm like what is <laughs> happening to me why am I doing so well? Well, one, I love shotguns. I mean, Doom installed that into me. I'm as I'm sure you are aware, being a, a fellow classic Doom. Yes. Player, like the love for the double barrel is is strong in us. Yes. <laughs> but this isn't this isn't over. But like I always having fun with it. And then you get to this challenge called the mounting challenge. Now I had to figure this out with the battle rifle. I didn't know what mounting was because I'm not like a Call of Duty pro. Mm-hmm. Aim down sights. You're familiar with that. Now, if you're near a corner or a low wall or some other thing and your aim down sights 
and you melee while aim down sights, you will mount your weapon onto that surface and it will no longer kick. You will no longer have a kick because you are mounted. So, this is something that I understood why they asked you to do it with a battle rifle. It's a little crappy because it works really well. It sounds really awesome, but you also are stationary. And there's one thing you don't want to be in Call of Duty is stationary. No, no. You want to keep moving. But you become stationary doing it. So it's hard to get kills while mounting. So the last challenge before the gold of the shotgun is mounted shotgun kills. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the most running gun weapon I have played yet outside of the SMG. It's probably equal to the SMG of running gun. And I, you want me to attach it to a wall and shoot someone. Oh my God. You want me God. to do this 20 <laughs> times. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. 20 times. So I do it. I do it. It takes me like five, six matches, but I do it. Um, and the, But like, here's the funny thing is there was a match and I was making fun of this with my brother and mounted on a wall waiting for people to come. No one comes for like a minute, right? I'm like, all right, no one's coming this way. I'm going to go to a different spot, right? Yeah. Run to the other spot. Get a get a five kill on the way to the other spot because I can't mount during the the process. Come around a corner, clunk. No one there. There's no no no. Oh one. my god! Run to the next spot. Get a, this literally happened. Get another five kill. I am now ten and zero. Clunk. No one shows up. <laughs> someone, no. This time someone comes up behind me with a knife and stabs me, and I die. Oh joy. So I'm like. This sucks. I really hate this. It was like the most frustrated I have. Like I was doing so good. And then like it was doing so bad. Okay. Morg. So what if I told you I got this done. Right. Yep. Go to the gold challenge. Super easy. Three kills before deaths. Ten times. Do it in two matches. Maybe. Maybe three. So I'm good, right? Next next category, which is what I'm currently working on, is light machine guns. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're talking about the, the big, heavy ones that shoot like it has a hundred round clip and three bullets will kill someone. Wow. Like match one, I have a 4.0 kill death ratio. I'm just like, how am I doing this? What is going on? I'm not even, like, imploring, like, the meta tactics for this game or anything. Like, most people are running Ghost, and, like, that's where you can't be seen by the UAVs and stuff. Yep. I just have a rocket launcher. So every time the team says, enemy UAV in the air, boom. No more no more UAV. It's just not a thing. Like, that's just what I do. So, like, I've been, and like, I've just been stuck playing this Call of Duty game because, like, it is the most, like, in comparison to Monster Hunter, as far as, like, time in and enjoyment right now for me, mm-hmm. Call of Duty is winning on the time in and enjoyment. Wow. Whereas Monster Hunter is not. Now, Monster Hunter was, for a long time, like, yeah, it's awesome to do this fight, but I now I'm into the super endgame stuff where I'm just doing afflicted stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm just getting, like, six or seven coins, and I'm just like, okay... 
Now I got to level up my Kuliaku to 71, but he's 47. So, like, I'm not getting any bonus coins right now for doing this. Yeah. So, I, I, I it feels like this is the first time ever in Monster Hunter it's felt like an absolute shitty grind. Like, I just hate it. Yeah. So I haven't been playing it. Meanwhile, I go to Call of Duty, I play 45 minutes, and I come out feeling like the King of England. Like, I'm just like... I killed them all, and it was fun, and I listened to a podcast while I was doing oh it. Oh my god! I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> like, like I don't, I don't get it. Oh my I don't, god! Like, what happened to me? It maybe because it's I'm old now, and I just don't want to invest in something. I just want to relax sometimes. Like, yeah, sometimes you just need a game that you can just go in and then just you know just throw shit around, and then you're just having a great time. Don't care about any investment or anything like that. You're just doing stuff just for the fun of it. And you know what? I feel like a lot of the time Monster Hunter kind of like isn't really about that. Um, no, it's it's all about the investment. Mm-hmm. You get like wrapped up in it. It's yeah. like and and that's like you know, Sasha isn't here to 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 sort of like ping her like, hey, you need to get in this because it is an enjoyable game. Yeah. There is no doubt that there is an enjoyment in Monster Hunter. Yeah. But it is an it is an investment. It is largely you are yeah. wrapped up in, uh, you are wrapped up into it. You are like this is you know like you are putting time. Like I mean, who has played a Monster Hunter game and enjoyed it? I'll put the qualifier there. Yeah, that didn't put at least a hundred hours in. I can't think of anybody. I don't know. If, there isn't anybody. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> and how many hours do you put into a game that is a hundred hours? Most people are in and out. Under 25 hours. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, I've I've played Call of Cthulhu, I don't know how many times. Like, I think maybe three now. At least three. And I've sunk, ooh, let me see, I think like 10 hours per run. I mean, like, I think the first one was like maybe 20 hours because I wasn't sure of, like, what I was supposed to do. And there were some puzzles I had to figure out. But, um. You're, so you're <laughs> under 50 hours. Essentially. You're under. Yeah. Yeah, about 50 uh, hours. You're under 50 hours. In a game you love, and you're like fine, but like, I, I do I, 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 like my brain is like you love Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter's great, but then it's also like Monster Hunter takes a buttload of time. Yeah, and you don't want to spend that much time right now. Now, granted, I do have a lot of free time, and at you know at times mm-hmm. now, now I don't have my kids as often, sorta. That actually hasn't played out yet. So the last weekend I didn't have them as a result of what's going on. Yeah. But I did see them. And I've already got confirmation from the ex's husband that I'm going to get them next weekend as well. Okay. So I'm not going to have a weekend break. So, like, I'm going to be busy with the kids. But, like, I you know, I don't have as much I have a lot of free time during the week too, but like we haven't had as much because of work and yada, yada. Like we've had a lot of projects. So I haven't had as much free time as I normally do, but I still have a decent amount. And it's just been Call of Duty because I don't feel like wrapping myself up in this afflicted nonsense with Monster Hunter. Now, that being said, I really want to know what Monster Hunter 6 is right now. Yeah. Like I am, I am at the point where like, okay, guys, you're still getting content for, for Stunbreak. I got it. I want to hear what the next one is. 
Like, I want to have something to look forward to because I'm not invested in what you you got going on if there's not new monsters. Yeah. Because I don't think th- I don't think the November update has monsters. Um, I don't think it says that. I don't know. Like, it might. I mean, like, I know that um, they've been talking about, um, well, a couple of things is that they're upgrading uh, weapons with curious crafting, I believe. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of, have you seen, no, you haven't been on Twitter. There's been a lot of feedback on, they've been posting some things on Twitter. A lot of people saying like, we don't care to the monster hunter account of like, Oh, you're going to do this. And then like a lot of people being like, so like, really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was a whole thread of people just quote tweeting monster hunter and being like, yeah, I don't care. And I'm not going to lie. I'm in the same boat. Like, I don't, I won't say that on Twitter, but it's just like, look, I get what you're doing. I get you're making these minor tweaks and you probably got something, you know, in the back waiting for us, monster hunter team. But like, there's a reason. And I'm going to, I'm going to say this. And right now, Sunbreak's not my top game of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just not. It's my favorite series, but it's not not every year. It's not topping the games that I've been playing. I am not blown away by what I'm playing. I love what I'm playing, but it's not knocking me off my feet. It's being like, here's an enjoyable time for... I'm now at 1,078 hours or something into Rise. Wow. Break, right? Holy crap. Like, I'm in a lot of hours, right? But I'm coming out of this pseudo-bitter not not like um you know high like yeah i put you know this much hours into where it's like, like oh sure. i've really been enjoying this it's I like would... no i've had to spend this much time actually grinding out for stuff that i you know thought was going to be easy but it ended up being like this just absolute slog fest yeah right so like i have enjoyed the crown hunt in sun like I enjoy the crown hunt and I have enjoyed it since world. Mm-hmm. Right. I was not a crown hunter before world world made it where it felt feasible. Yeah. Or I felt the drive, the, the drive to essentially rise was okay. Once I got it figured out of what to do, I wish there was a better way to do rise. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do 232 great, uh, great, uh, boggies. Right, because no one needs to fight two hundred great boggies. No one ever does. Yeah, but I did. Um, like I, you know, what am I? Like I don't. Yeah, it doesn't feel <laughs> rewarding to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but in the crown hunting part, I'm okay with. I did it in Sunbreak. I did it with Risen Camellius. I got a little tired of Risen Camellius about probably Hunt 15. Mm-hmm. Like, so we're talking 27 hunts that I was just like checked out on just doing. You know what I mean? Like the grind. And like 27 hunts in which I was actively listening to something else to keep myself entertained. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I don't like that for Monster Hunter. I want to, I want to want to be immersed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. And to me, just speculation for 
on your playtime, I think you've been light on it because you've been like you've had a busier work schedule and put more time into Monster Hunter. I know this has been a thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, uh, it's weird. And and I'm not going to I'm not going to guilt you for properly prioritizing your time with real life and video mm -hmm. games. You have more responsibilities now since that time. Yeah, that's true. I understand that. So nothing against you not putting as much time in. But I'm saying I think part of that also is I don't think it's grabbing you as much as it used to. Either. Oh, you read me like a book, damn it! Oh, it's very it's very true. Like it 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 has not grabbed me the same way as like previous Monster Hunter games have grabbed me. Like for example, um, oh, I don't know. Like for Ultimate, like it was it was a good game for me, but when mm-hmm. it started getting into like the apex grind. And then finding myself in a situation where people are only ever, like, in, like, um, lobbies for, like, I think it was, like, Apex Diablos. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. this is probably the worst one for us to be doing because it spends most of its time underground anyways. So your Y-Stones are going to burn out before you even get a chance to be able to knock it out of its um, frenzied state. Um, why are we doing this? I'm not even getting, like, the, the Apex, like... Um, uh, apex stones from them in order to be able to get my augments for weapons uh let's not do this mm-hmm. <laughs> um right. i think it was at that point that i actually lost interest in for ultimate although there were the guild like i think there were the guild quests right like the the ones yes, that, that was progressively upgraded i never really understood how that worked I never understood how the relic system worked for a lot of the armors and the weapons that you get from a lot of those guild quest missions it was it was RNG. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, and it was better chance the higher the guild card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't think that that was something that like I it was not a concept that I grasped at the time. So when I was first playing it, mm-hmm. I didn't really understand what the end game was, and so it was largely just about completing all of the quests that I had available to me, whether they were village or lobby quests, and that was really like the whole point of me even like playing at the time was to just clear out all the quests. And then, you know, just say, yeah, I completed the game. That's my that's my goal number one in Monster Hunter. And that hasn't been achieved in every Monster Hunter. I will say mm-hmm. that. I have played every Monster Hunter through Endgame, but I have never, uh, not never. Mm-hmm. Most games, I have not completed every quest. Mm-hmm. I think Freedom Unite, everything up until Freedom Unite, I did. So Freedom Unite, I did. Yeah. But then Three Ultimate, I didn't. And I figured that out. Now, I might have... Um, See, I thought I had soloed and beat Lucent Nargakuga and Abyssal Legaikris. I really thought I had. Going back and playing with Ace, I hadn't. I really hadn't. I thought I had. And I guess I never did. Mm -hmm. Because they weren't completed. I had the same save file. I had the same Wii U. So it's not like... So it was just like a misremembrance. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, oh no. But, see, there's a few quests that I hadn't completed, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then for ultimate, I certainly didn't. I know I didn't. No. <laughs> um, I did. I did everything I could. I think, um, but like, there eventually I burn out because then generations came out, right? Yeah. And then generations, I certainly didn't. Now I did in generations ultimate with your help, um, you uh, and Ace and my brother helped me complete generations ultimate. Mm-hmm. So that was achieved. Goal number two for me and most other games is crown hunting, which was not a thing until world. Yeah. 
world, I did it all. World, I did everything, right? I The only thing I didn't do was Extremeth because I didn't feel it was worth it. No, no, it right? really isn't. Like, I also don't think I defeated Ancient Leshen. I fought him. I don't think I beat him. Uh, Ancient Leshen, I mean, like, it's it's okay if you like cheese. Like, but those... He just does a lot. Those are event quests. Yeah. Those are events. They don't really. They don't. They're not on your norm. Yeah, they're not on your checkmark list. So I did all those. I did the crown hunting, rise, and sunbreak. I have done everything outside of. I've checkmarked all the afflicted quests. I've checkmarked uh, up until recently all the event quests. Like, I've done everything mm-hmm. right, and that's why I'm at the play hours that I am. But. It's the afflicted stuff, the afflicted grind, and that one guild card award that is keeping me from completion. Mm-hmm. And I hope, I hope this doesn't end up, the completionist in me is saying this, Yeah. that I hope that this doesn't end up like, um, what was it? Kingdoms of Amalur, oh. where I was one trophy away from a platinum. And then you just like, are like, nah, it's not worth it. <laughs> Well, you know what it was? It was beat the game on hard mode and I played on normal mode. Oh! And everything else. And I was like, I have to do a whole playthrough on hard mode? Oh, oh that's no. that's actually awful. That actually sounds terrible. It's like... And I was like, <laughs> nah. Nah. Nope. I haven't even I haven't even played the DLC I was so excited about when it re-released. Yeah. I didn't... I liked it at the time. Like, I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I mean, like, uh, I mean, like, I mean, if, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, like I, 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 for, for a lot of Monster Hunter games, like even like, I think Freedom Unite is the only game that I've ever spent the most amount of time on. And that was mostly because I wasn't aware that there were any other Monster Hunter games. And, um, I thought that that was like the end-all be-all of Monster Hunter games because it was so incredibly niche. I'd never seen anybody else playing it. And the only few people that I did know who were playing it were like a few people, like a few friends that I had, um, like maybe one or two. Um, my brother got sick of it after we were farming Shogun Seator for the longest while and I couldn't get a pincer and I was like, I don't get it. I'm attacking the face. I should get the pincers. No, the pincers were the claws. That's where the pincers were supposed mm-hmm. to be. And you know what? I'm glad that they renamed it to Claw in the new game. So I'm like, yay, thank you. I don't, I'm not confusing it with face pincers, which I guess are technically mandibles. But I mean, like, crab with mandibles doesn't make sense. Anyways, um, but yeah, and I think it was my cousins who got me into Monster Hunter initially. And they're like a three and a half to four hour drive away. They live all the way in Spruce Grove. I'm not going to be going all the way up to Spruce Grove, just so in that way I can play locally with them because this game does not support any online mm-hmm. features and I have no internet to begin with when I'm this age. So a lot of it I was just soloed and I just spent 8,000 hours grinding every living shit out of it, you know, just doing everything I can in this game because I thought it was the only one that I was ever going to be able to play because that's the only console I had at the time was a PSP. And then... 3U rolls around, and then I'm playing the ever-living crap out of that. And then 4U comes, and I'm like, ooh, this is a great game. I like it a lot better than 3U, because in 3U, I'm like, hey, where's where's my boy Tigrex? Where's Nargakuga? Oh, yeah. wait, there's Nargakuga. 
And there's Berioth. They could afford to have them, but no Tigrix? Huh. Weird. Yeah. Where's my Blangonga? Uh. And then, yeah, so I wasn't as heavily invested in Generations 3 oh, as... Oh, man. As... I, am, I am sorely missing Blangonga. Like Blangonga <laughs> is like a is a, is like a monster that I want to see come back so bad, and we just never do. <laughs> yeah, I know. Copper Blangonga. Ooh, I want some of those niche monsters to come back. Like even Vespoid Queen, I I secretly enjoy coming. You know, having come back, it's like oh, I like her. Yeah, she gives you she gives you defense down, and she also makes it so that Vespoids are, like, magnetized to you. That's how aggressive they are. They want to hurt you. And you're also paralyzed on top of Defense Sound. You're like, oh, wow, this this monster's actually a lot harder than I thought it was it was going to be. Like, oh, okay, um, I won't take it for granted. Like, she's subtly mm-hmm. difficult because of all the little mechanics that she has that all add up to make her actually somewhat difficult. But if you can avoid all of her attacks, then you're fine. But I would like to see Vespoid Queen come back in later iterations, just because, I don't know, like, I just don't like certain monsters being left behind, I guess. They they, they took the time to bring back Laoshan Lung, even though he's technically like a, a Gen 1 siege boss, and that doesn't really translate very well in yep. later generations, but I, I'm, I'm glad that they, you know... Well, he was in Generations Ultimate. Yeah, that's that's where he came yeah. back. But I mean, Generations yeah. Ultimate is an outlier. Yeah, yeah. Gu was was definitely an outlier. And you know what? Honestly, I think that that was probably one of my all one of my all time favorites. If we're talking like old mm-hmm. school traditional classic, but I mean, it all it also had like a whole bunch of little features and like a whole bunch of flavor to it that makes it stand apart from a lot of the other games. Like it's. It's it's a fighter game disguised as a hunting game, but it's a, it's a fighter game that I really, really enjoy. I mean, like, I like fighter games, so, I mean, like, where a lot of people were like, ah, this game is terrible because it's not a genuine hunting game, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, it, this is, like, also, like, another one of my favorite genres of games, so, I mean, like, I don't really see a problem with it because I like fighting right. games, so... The fact that, you know, it's not really a hunter game, but it's also, like, it's it's another genre a game that I also really enjoy. I couldn't give a shit about other people's opinions. And the fact that they were able to bring back a lot of my favorite stuff, including White Fatalis, which is my all-time favorite Elder Dragon, and Camillus, which is my second favorite. Yeah. I'm like, booyah, I'm really enjoying this game. And I, like, the theory crafting in it also was really enjoyable because they had, like, 205 armor skills. 205 and that includes like all the different variations oh, yeah. so i mean like some of my favorite ones and like it was it was a great game and so of course i was heavily invested in it world like base world it had a lot of end game stuff in it that didn't really catch my eye and unfortunately it gave me that same sense of lacking like unfulfillment in, a, in having to grind for stuff that I didn't really give a shit about in the same way that you do about Afflicted mm-hmm. Monsters in the forms of Kulturoth and Arch-Tempered Elder Dragons. I really did not give a shit about yeah. any of it. And especially having to go in decoration grinding for, for decorations that had a 0.04% chance of drop. What a waste of time. Uh, that was when GU came around the corner and I'm, I was looking at World being like, Bye, bitch! 
And then I went off to, you know, the better woman, <laughs> you know, like the one that, you know, the girl next door, you know, you have a crush for for the last 10 yeah. years, gave up on because she was seeing somebody else. You hooked up with the bad bitch. You find out she's unstable and boring at the same time. And then the other girl comes around and it's like, oh, I had secretly had a crush on you. And I'm like, Woo-hoo! Shoo! slide over into her pants immediately. Um, <laughs> Whoa there. <laughs> <laughs> the metaphor wow. is it exists okay we all have been there or at least we like to think that we've been there um anyways but yeah that's that's how, that's what i felt for <laughs> when gu came around and world was you know it was just completely unsatisfactory for me and but then iceborne now, i will say yeah. this iceborne iceborne was, fixed a lot of that fire for the for the first couple months. yeah Iceborne made me the most angry <coughs> at Monster Hunter, though, at the same time with the stupid clutch claw. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I, oh, oh, the fact they made it harder to break parts. Like, I was just like, that is my favorite thing, and you are taking it away from me. Like, let me break Kushala's horns. Like, I talk about this all the time. The fact that there was a bug, the Kushala's horns were unbreakable yep. until they patched yep. them. Yep. His health was not. His health pool was smaller than the health pool for breaking his horns. Yeah. It was impossible. Yeah, that was stupid. Like, that was really stupid. I mean, like, yeah. Oh, Iceborne made me so angry. Yeah, Iceborne was like a mixed bag of shit. Um, like, there was a lot of good to it, and there was also a lot of bad. The bad part was is that I was not able to get any of the decorations that I was looking for until Fatalis was fully out and it was completed, and it, they gave you the opportunity for you to be able to craft the decorations, boy, like Garda yeah. and a bunch okay. of the other ones that I was like, well, I'm never getting the drops for, so what is the point of me even investing time in this game? And then they were like, oh, by the way, we've got this update for you that allows you to be able to craft them, and I'm like, okay, that's that's exactly what I wanted. Too bad it came too late, you a know? It ago. came like at the very yeah. end, the last update for the series. I could have had this at any time, but you decided that right at the very yes. end of the series to give it to me. You, you ah, shit. Yeah. And then ma- and they fixed they- Kulturoth, which I was also really happy about. That, that fixed a lot of the issues that I had with it. All the complaints I had about it. The AT, um, you, you, um, what was it? Yeah, the AT, Namiel, and, uh, Valkana, Mint. They fixed the AT yeah. system. I was so happy about that. The other ATs, <laughs> don't give a shit about. Garbage. Don't even think about it. So, so let me let me say this. I feel that Icebreak, awesome until you got to Endgame. Yeah. Endgame, Icebreak, Icebreak. Yeah. Ah, Iceborne. <laughs> Iceborne. Sorry. Ice, Iceborne. Uh, Iceborne, amazing up until you got to Endgame. Endgame, felt like where i'm at right now with sun sunburn yeah right like it felt like a slog the the clutch claws getting in my way so mm-hmm. much the the low decorations like it felt like a slog in the end game of iceborne then i quit iceborne done was playing other things right yeah then we get frostfang barrieth and frostfang barrieth i say is the biggest comeback that i've seen for Monster Hunter Endgame. Yes. Ever. Like, Frostfang, I was like, oh, this is an amazing fight. Now, it's not too much different from the normal Barrieth, but Frostfang was like, this 
is good. This, it that was. led into a Latreon. And a Latreon was tough and controversial. And, like, we were like... It was... Borg, you were with it me. It was that's, so good. That's, it was one of the best that's fights. Where we, that's where we coined the term the Morg Beam. Yes. Like, <laughs> a Latreon... The Mor- the morgue beam it was beautiful we finally got it done and I a shout out to VT and Dagger for actually helping Chance and I get through Alachi on the first time yeah um like uh we got through Alachi on and then I there's no better send off for a monster hunter yet than the Fatalis yes honestly Iceborne Fatalis cream of the crop mm. that was a beautiful super good beautiful it, fight. W- it wasn't as hard. It wasn't as hard as a Latreon, but but <coughs> Iceborne's Fatalis was epic. It was. Excellent. They gave Fatalis. They gave Fatalis the treatment that Rathalos deserves. Yes, he's done being like 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 done being a punching bag. We need to recognize him as the flagship of the series. Like Fatalis got that send off of I'd like say, if we I'd never say see they did a, for Fatalis what every monster deserves. Yes, a moment to shine. Yes, fair, yes, fair. And they made a it moment s- to shine. They actually added story and lore to it that actually made it, you know, justified to call it the Black Dragon, not just a Black Dragon, but the Black Dragon. You know, the fact that they had yes. in the storyline, you know, Alatrion are coming in, you know, to get away from it. I'm like, well, what what the hell could be, you know, more scary than an Alatrion? And, you know, something that could actually scare an Alatrion off to go into, like, you know, the, the den of the red dragon. Well, the black dragon, obviously, you know. The, you know, Fatalis isn't even, like, what the dragon itself is called. That's that's the, that's the, the historical event of what happens when, quote-unquote, Fatalis comes into the picture like he's more of like a, a natural disaster like he's like a like a historical event that says yes. something about a monster yes. of like oh. his caliber that's a beautiful send-off thank you for making fatalis more than just you know than the derpy gen one i'm gonna walk around over here fireball i'm gonna walk around here fireball Go up into the air. Fireball, <laughs> fireball, fireball. Fly back down. Belly flop. Walk so over here. My, fireball. My, my brain, my brain made a funny yet horrible joke uh-huh. when you talked about <laughs> Fatalis coming in and then Alatrion leaving. It's kind of funny that the black dragon is causing like the white flight of the monsters. Mm. I see what you <sighs> That's... Yes. Mm-hmm. That's very true. I'm also happy... As soon as that... Okay. As soon as that black dragon moved into town, we had to get out. <laughs> At least it's the Latrions. Uh, I guess. Yep. Nope. Yep. This is totally... Causing weird. the... Causing the... The property value of uh, Castle Shrine to go down... <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, it was so. It was due for maintenance at some point, but I mean, like, I guess you know, yeah, Fatalis being there, you know, the landlord is kind of like, "You're not paying right, buddy. You're, you, you go ahead and you do your thing." But um, oh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, like to, I oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, unfortunately, I feel like this isn't happening for Sunbreak. No, he's not getting that stellar 
Yeah. Support. N- not yet. But I can dream of the future. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I'd love to see Lao Shan Lung and uh, Shen Garn get a revamped battle. That would be so great. Have it be where uh, uh, b- 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 Shen Garn uh, is like climbing, climbing all over the uh, battlements that you fight on mm-hmm. and add like like a real crab yeah add like immense verticality to it so instead of him just sort of lazily swinging his big claws at the wall he's like climbing up in like destroying cannons and ballista and shit oh yeah. that'd be spooky and you have to attack the legs in order for him to be able to fall over and then he's vulnerable so yeah that would be really cool like, if you're able to get, like, his legs all red and tender and whatever, he wouldn't use those legs to climb mm-hmm. up. Or he would only be able to use, you know, like, however many legs are not have not been pulverized and turned red. That would actually be a really mm-hmm. cool concept. I'd like to see that. Um, I think it'd be cool to yeah. sort of have, like, similar to the Fatalis moment in Iceborne where you, uh, ballist, or, uh, Dragonator him and then the music starts up. Yeah. I think it should be like where uh you wear it down and then you break its shell and then actually finish it off with the dragonator. Yeah. Mm. That was another thing about Fatalis that actually made his uh, his might you know, his fight like just perfect was the fact that they brought back proof of a hero and they even gave you like the um uh the old school like end quest victory um fanfare. Um like yeah, mm, that that hit the nostalgia button like so well. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe sun, maybe maybe that's what Sunbreak needs is that we need like something to you know like just we, brighten it up a little bit more. I so think we they said we have the be end doing of variant the... monsters and uh, harder monsters. I think was what the roadmap says. So I don't think we're gonna see anything new. So I would say maybe for. Next, next game, next gen. Yeah, possibly see returns and revamps of old monsters. I'm still, still waiting for my love Nursilla to come back. Yeah, and get a proper yeah. spooky, spooky revamp. I, I do want to see. You weren't here for this ace, but I, I do want to see what what the next monster is. I am very eager to see what it is. I know we still have content coming. We still have the 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 end of November, which you know we're in November now, right? This would have been the first weekend in November, which is why we were going to do the quiz show. Mm-hmm. But I want to see what that end game content is for November, and I and we have something probably January, February next year. But I think that's probably going to be the last content we see, and then I want to see what's the next game. Yeah, like I, there's my, I, th- I think February for... March might be when we get the announcement for the next game yeah probably and then we'll probably get it winter not winter fall yeah we'll probably get it fall (laughs) it's just my guess um but that early year if there's not something like that last update i hope it's really big and good because at next early next year is stacked yeah as far as games go yeah like octopath traveler 2 yeah, that's getting full priority Octopath for it. me. Like, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. I think Octopath is going to be a really, really like, solid game. I probably might pick it up, actually. I think I think you could get it for Switch, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a Switch game. So Octopath Traveler 1 is used to be a Switch exclusive. It's now on everything else, I think. Yeah. Because um, it is a Square Enix game. It is not still, Nintendo exclusive. It's like a t- still 2.5 D uh... strat game, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's got like that um, Final Fantasy Tactics kind of feel to it. But... A no, lot more that spruce is, up, is that it? is not that is not Octopath. Octopath Wait. is a traditional JRPG. Triangle strategy is what you're talking about. Oh, triangle strategy is amazing. Yeah, sorry, I confused games there for a minute. Here, way I'm yeah, gonna triangle strategy. You'll Linky. have to look into. Yeah, Linky's back there. She's there's no blanket to land her, so she's kind of mad at me. You can see. <laughs> uh, I'm excited yeah. for uh, Dead Space. And then, uh, of course, I'm still waiting to see new, new updates. Project Callisto. For... Oh wait, no wait. Oh, uh, that I believe is early December. Um, yeah. I'm still waiting to see more info for uh, the sequel to Senua's Sacrifice, since we've only yeah. gotten that cinematic trailer so far. Oh, uh, God of War is like in a week or two. Yeah. Yep. That's right, yeah. Yeah, God of War 2 is going to be really, really good. Especially with the release of new Fat Thor. Because, you know, honestly, yeah, people can't seem to get enough of that Fat Thor. Especially after, like, what was it? Avengers? After they brought him in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, honestly, you know, it's a great way to cosplay. Especially, Whoa. what was it? There was a there was a lady, a pregnant lady, who uh, went as uh, Fat Thor. And it was, it was quite funny. That's funny. Yes, it well, is great. I would say the difference between... MCU Thor and Ragnarok Thor mm-hmm. is that you should be fucking afraid of Ragnarok Thor. Yeah, because he's because like big trucker, he's scary, not one fat. of those chiseled, sculpted MCU characters. He's like a fucking Maui character. Yeah, <laughs> he's got like that build strength. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's got a power tummy. Is what he's like, got. Yeah, it's those kinds of those kinds of guys that you should be afraid of because they'll probably rip your arms off or fold you in half like a chair. Yeah, yeah. Like the, it's yeah. not round rolls fat. We're talking like he's he's got like a barrel tummy that could like deflect bullets, kind of like tummy like that. Mm-hmm. That's like a power gut. Like it, yeah, he'll 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 rip you to pieces. He's like the angry trucker that gets out of his vehicle and then you just. You don't deal with that. No, you just push on the gas and you just run out of there as fast as you can, kind. Because, you know, <laughs> you don't deal with that kind of, like, big boy mm-hmm. big boy strength. Yeah. For sure. Um, is there anything else that, we, you know, game-wise that we've been looking forward to? Ooh. I am looking forward to, and Jack is looking forward to VR. Um, we were kicking around getting like the quest two, but we were seeing mixed reviews for that. So I was like, how about we wait until PSVR two, because that's, you know, going to be a next gen and it's it based mm-hmm. on all the tech specs and announcements I've seen around it. It's improved from the first generation. So I'm excited to actually experience some VR stuff. Uh, not Other me. people apparently I'm still, aren't. 
Like, I'm still <laughs> zero on VR. Don't care. I don't know. Don't I mean, it. there were Fair there enough. were some pretty good VR stuff back in the day. I mean, like Super Hot was pretty fun. Um, what was it? Sure, but you can play Super Hot without VR, and I have. Some really? people it's, are yeah. uh, less yeah. than excited, or they're just being critical of it because it's fifty dollars more than the PlayStation Five. And yeah. I'm like, that kind of tracks it's fifty dollars I mean, for a headset i mean it, it makes sense to me headset and controllers that track so i mean it's a little bit yeah. more intensive than just a console and a controller i'm just excited uh, to finally get a Wii. but also but also i mean like if we go back to last generation the ps4 mm-hmm. was three hundred dollars the ps4 pro was Five hundred dollars? Yeah, five hundred. Yeah, that checks 400, out. Four hundred, four hundred. Sometimes four fifty, depending on the edition that you got. Yeah, and yeah. from all that I saw, PSVR was, depending on the package, ranged from three hundred to three fifty. So it's not like it's new. No, something being the same price as the console. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably just going to get a Nintendo Wii and enjoy my boom blocks because I finally... Here, wait one sec. <laughs> boom blocks. That game keeps coming up for us. And boy, was that game... Oh, yeah. I was going to say, it you even should says just... I have the game. I was going to say, you should I just don't. check if it's... Um compatible you know, or workable and get a wii u maybe i mean i could get a wii u but i wii mean like it is definitely one of the best consoles from nintendo i would say does it have motion controls i mean i never got a wii u so i mean yeah okay it, yeah, does. it does it does and you can yeah. get the motion plus controllers for it too oh so if you like yep. the wii style controllers you can get those for it but the actual like tablet does have gyro controls too um but like, obviously, the Wii U underrated and undermarketed, yep. and thus underperformed so, and failed. But so this is something that Jared and I uh, fight about a lot at the game store. Sometimes, yeah, mm-hmm. he thinks the Wii U was a trash system, and he was like, him and I have arguments about it all the time, and he'll make fun of me for liking the Wii U. I was like, look at all the games that came to the Switch because the Wii U had such mm-hmm. a good library and undersold. Like, look how many games were ported up. Okay. And not just, like, something like Mario Kart, like Pokken. Pokken didn't make any waves, but Pokken got a Switch port. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like, Pokken Tournament is not a bad game. Um, I mean, the storyline is very shallow, it's but amazing. the game, the gameplay and the combat's Plus, fun. I mean, it's a Plus Pokemon and a I, fighting game. Put those two together, your story's Plus, just if dead. I remember the... <laughs> The videos that I've watched, I think from Scott the Waz, at least one of them, um, mm-hmm. the Wii U was more powerful than the 360 and the PS3. Woo! That's so, Yeah, something. it was. But but people compared it to the PS4 and the Xbox One, because that's the yeah. generation it was at. Mm-hmm. And yeah. whatever. It was, but it, you know, people expected more out of it. That's That's what... I will say this, and I unabashedly will say this. If you care about the system's power more than you play about care about the gameplay, I have zero respect for your opinion. I don't care. Yeah. Like, 
You, I also apply that standard to people who give more of a shit about the graphics of the game than the actual is, like content of the game. That is exactly along the same lines of what I'm saying. What I'm saying, like you, you know, like, and you could say like, oh, you just looks better. It's more immersive. Like, dude, I, you know, like immersion isn't everything. If you're looking for immersion, immersion and graphics, go f- watch a fucking movie, you tard. Like. What are you doing playing fucking video games? <laughs> Go be a film critic, you asshole. Yeah. I'm here to play now, video I'm games. Not there isn't, I'm not saying there isn't a space for immersive games, right? Like, there's a whole genre called the immersive sim, which is Sasha's favorite genre. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's not really... that. That's not really... Like, it's not a thing. But, like, at the same time, like... Like I was telling like like you earlier... When I'm playing Call of Duty, like, I'm not here doing this so I can be immersed. I'm turning off my brain. I don't mm-hmm. want to be enveloped, immersed. I want to sit here and, like I said, viscerally re- react. Just, I am not thinking about life. I am not thinking about, like, troublesome things. I am not thinking politics. It is... Pixel A shoots Pixel B, and Pixel B dies more than Pixel A, and I don't care. That's all. Yeah, that I mean, that is my goal. Like case in point, I mean, have you seen the, um, what I would say is essentially a demake of uh, Bloodborne. Yes, I've seen yes, the demakes of Bloodborne. Yeah, yeah, they're really funny. They're for I think it's for a PS One. For all different types of games and all different types of graphics in games, and I right. Mean, I'd like I, I I'd like to see the full game brought in the, those graphics but I, I understand that that's probably exceptionally time consuming to de-render and make sprites and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like just think about stuff I okay, say so like in comparison like Bloodborne, Dark Souls, all those kind of games that people are like graphics, you know, we'll say the, the latest one, Elden Ring, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now, granted yeah, from software games, we're not talking about the top of the line graphics unless we're talking about the new Demon Souls, mm-hmm. right? Like, obviously they have jank. They've always had jank, and people say that. But you know, let's for comparison's sake, right? How much you would have bet we're going to find more people that like Hollow Knight, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollow Knight's up there. How, Definitely. How there. how many people actually really like games like Blasphemous, which is very very much a two D Dark Souls? with sprite graphics or dead like, cells or dead cells yeah i don't like dead cells but yes dead cells. i like dead cells uh it's fun i know dead cells is fun Both yeah. of you do i know i know morgue is the one that suggested it to me and i played it for like an hour and i was like no it's a good roguelike <laughs> i've still got but, my or metroidvania I've still got my collector's edition with the uh the statue of the guy standing triumphantly with his frying pan mm-hmm but yeah, I mean, like, I don't, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm starting to think I don't like roguelikes that much, even though I just bought and started one today. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, I don't yeah, know. no, yeah, no, you make can... a very good point. It's like, you know, like, 
the gameplay, like, you know, the enjoyment of the game is what's most important. The graphics comes afterwards. The storyline comes afterwards. The new, the latest edition, like, console or whatever, just for the sake of yeah. Vanity Fair and, you know, status symboling and whatever, that kind of bullshit of, like, I have more money than you, that shit comes secondary. That... I wouldn't even put it on the list. It's not even on the that, secondary. That alone anymore. right there, the fact that I made an $800 investment into the console and like the game library in a, like this year alone should tell you what kind of a gamer I am. I care about collecting and enjoying, you know, retro games and just, you know, being mm -hmm. able to invest in stuff for, you know, that was around the time of my childhood that I actually never got a chance to invest in because my family's poor. So, yay, I get to have a childhood at the age of 30. But the point here being is is that, you know, at least I get to enjoy <laughs> my games, whereas most people are kind of, you know, hung up on, well, the, this immaterial garbage that doesn't even really matter for games that they're probably going to invest maybe a couple of hours, like maybe 20 to 100, and then they're just going to drop the game because the next one's going to be coming out right. the next year and they're going to have to spend another $100 and then another $100 and then another $100 on the next title over and over and over again because some people their enjoyment of games is shallow. Some people are okay with that. I get that and some people are okay with them being engaged at, at that level. Mm -hmm. And whatever, right? Like to each their own. That's not that's not the really the problem. It's just you know, don't come don't come at me with this game's better because of graphics. No. Right? Like, just don't. No. That's not... That's not a valid argument. You don't... No. It's not. And never will be. I mean, Final Fantasy Tactics is still an amazing game. And it's from, like, what? 98? Mm-hmm. Like... I mean, if we're talking video games, like, Doom, if we're talking, like, the... Doom 2. Yeah. Most amazing game ever. 94. Like... Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I still actively watch that content. If people want the best digital game, it is online chess. Hands down. Sorry. There you go. <laughs> it wins. It wins. It's got clean graphics. It's I, online play. I don't agree, but okay. And there's even I, a I leaderboard. There's ladder. You have to try and get, you know, you have to, it's extremely competitive. If you're looking for a competitive online scene, go for fucking chess. Chess is the king of games, you know? It's... Oh, yes. And it never goes out of style. It's been around for over 200 years. And it's still being played on, like, the highest professional level. What else can I say? I mean, like, you know, that's a game that nobody's ever going to beat. Best video game ever. Chess. Done deal. End of story. Best game of all time. I'm actually going to probably put that on my list. I'm sorry for it, one. It's going on the list. Uh, you can. That is, your list is your list, man. Yeah. Oh, I I'm, I kind of feel a little leery, too, because, oh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to copy this link and I'm going to share it to you guys anyways, because, yeah, you guys are going to think I'm absolutely insane, but you know what? I'm going to put it in the pod chat anyways, since I'm talking about chess. There is a site that actually shows stuff that you can purchase, and that way you can play online chess with a physical board. Yeah, you talked about this. I, yeah. 
I desperately want that chess board because it has a built-in AI, AI system that you can play against. It has a helper system so in that way it can teach you the fun, the, the good principles and fundamentals of, of very strong strategy in chess. Um, being able to set up a like a uh, like a really good opening and figuring out your end game plan in order to be able to better strategize against mm -hmm. players and it also allows you to be able to play on on sites um so you can actually get your alo up and you can play against people who are in online chess using that board hooked up to your account and being able to play with a physical chess board against somebody who is literally clicking mouse and keyboard on their screen. It's it's a phenomenal board. It's beautifully well crafted and it's just oh it's I desperately I still wanna, want it. I still wanna get into uh D and D and then have a session where I use both the uh mimic Funko Pop that I have as the mimic and then use the giant perspectively giant uh gelatinous cube that's like six or seven inches tall mm -hmm. and just like slam that down on the board and be like sucker you're dead yeah that'd be pretty awesome hello i mean for one i shared with you my idea of just like having having a uh, gelatinous cube that is just the size of the room that the character enters into so, so that they just get caught and die immediately. So funny story. Uh, so I am playing in two <clears throat> campaigns. We have one that's every other Friday that my brother DMs. Mm -hmm. And then we have one that is every Thursday that um, Morg, you played with him a little bit Zweef. He was our monk mm. in the the campaign that you were Chub. Yeah. Uh, you were in Chub Chub. Yeah, in. I remember that. Um, Zweef is a really good DM. I met him through our DMing community that I also met Pan on. Um, uh, so, uh, Zweef, we, ha we have this room that we were described has a giant pit with a man standing with his sword raised like this. And we... And we missed all sorts of checks and perceptions that he's actually, and I know logically, and I figured it out pretty quickly, that he is inside of a gelatinous cube being digested. But <laughs> we didn't make the spot checks to see it. Uh -oh. So we just thought he was just down there. So what we did is we threw a rock and the rock just sat on top. And we're like, oh, there's some sort of magical field there. We don't want to mess with that. So it's funny because we're still actively going back and forth through this room and this dungeon. Oh, no. And every time we're just like, we see him decay a little bit more inside of the cube. And we're just like, <laughs> ah, that's some, that's, I guess he's just dying because he's not moving. Hey, mm -hmm. you want to get out of there? <laughs> no response. Didn't think so. Like, we just keep going. Oh, my God. Like. We've completely subverted this fight, and Zweef thinks it's hilarious. This is where I'm playing the diggy hole dwarf, where I am a dwarf and I'm digging hole, diggy diggy hole. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is this is the diggy hole dwarf, where digging a hole has saved our campaign three times. I have. Oh, that's hilarious. Dug a hole. Um. 
So there's one one last game that I wanted to talk about tonight, and I mentioned it a little bit before I was talking about the Call of Duty. I've just been playing Call of Duty, but then I've also been playing this sparingly on my own time. And when I say sparingly, is like I am literally in front of the computer waiting for, like, A, the podcast, B, to play D&D or something, and I boot up this game called Two Point Hospital. And what it is, it's a hospital management game. Now, that doesn't sound like super interesting or suit like whatever management games are fine yada yada the thing that gets me about two-point hospital and games like this is the sense of humor and i feel that we need more humorous games games that are meant to be funny because two-point hospital is meant to be funny it is a hospital hospital simulator for sure yes you are trying to facilitate a profit of curing patients and whatnot that is the gameplay loop but lightheaded syndrome mm-hmm. well i'm eventually looking to uh get the new tales from the borderlands game because sure i mean that I've is comedic yeah clips from that namely the uh scene where two uh soldiers or police cops whatever they are bust into a room and they're like get on your knees and it cuts mm-hmm. to a character who is wheelchair bound and she's just like no <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then uh that's they're they're like trying to have command over the situation and there's a robot who's like already kneeling on a table and who is like sort of complying and then it and then it cuts again to the two soldiers and they start like having banter with each other where they're like, Hey, you're really good at you're really good you did really good there. Oh, thank you. I love you. Oh, I love you too. That's funny. <laughs> it was just really silly. Oh so my I, God. Yeah, I'm wanting to play the game just for that. And I watched sure. um yep. my former roommates play the first Tales from the Borderlands and that was pretty funny and cute as well. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I do like about the Borderlands stuff is they are humorous. I want to see more humorous games. Because, like like I said, Two-Point two Hospital, what do you think lightheadedness is in Two-Point Hospital? Um, what, what do you think that ailment is? I would have just assumed it would be like a dizzy spell or, you know, like uh, fatigue. Nope. nope. They literally have a light bulb for a head. All right. <laughs> I like it. They so go into a special with... machine. That, I'm not kidding. They go into a special machine you have to have a specific room for that a doctor operates where it grabs this claw and it screws off their light bulb head, disposes of the light bulb, like makes an electronic generic head, fabricates it, and then place screws on their their human head and they're cured all right then <laughs> play so on words like in the police squad level sight gags it, it's going for and the, the the comedic thing is like you also have an announcer going off right so this announcer is like uh patients please remember that we do have bathroom facilities and that the floors are not acceptable places to do like just like one-liners mm-hmm. and stuff like that just like throughout the whole game you're playing 
I love it. Like the original one. So I'm not very far in the game. I'm only on level one and I'm trying to get it to a three star hospital, which is the highest star. And I'm only at one. So you get like, you go from zero to one and then one to two and three. Um, so one of the things in the old version of this game, which is theme hospital, which is, this is the, this is a spiritual successor to theme hospital. Um, is they used to have Bigfoot syndrome. And the cure for that, because they come in, they look like Bigfoot, right? There's like full hairy, like nothing like going on. They would go in and they would take a picture of them. They would be all blurry and stuff. Oh my God. And then they would come out through his, like come through his screen and they look like a normal person because Bigfoot isn't real. Oh no. So like they would have to take, they would like, they would like take off their Bigfoot costume and have just to admit they weren't real. Like it, it was just like not a thing, so. but a psych, but a psychologist had to do it. It was like really funny stuff like that. There was one that was cousin it syndrome, which they were just like full head of hair and they would go into the pharmacy and they would drink this hair loss solution and their hair would fall out and they'd have like a normal head and they'd be like, here's a hat. And they put a hat on cause they were bald now. And then like they would so, go out. If you, if you like puns and sight gags and stuff like that. I would highly recommend you look up or if you can buy it anywhere, buy Mm -hmm. Police Squad. It is the limited TV series with Leslie Nielsen that predated the Naked Gun because they have so many different like puns and sight gags Uh, in one of the episodes with like the the pre-sting where, you know, they have the crime that sets up the episode. Um, there are two characters and uh, at, like, a birthday party, and the guy goes to the girl, and he's like, hey, can we talk for a minute? Let's go to the Japanese garden. They walk outside. It's a bunch of Japanese people standing in pots. Oh, gosh. Another one. Um, <clears throat> they Leslie Nielsen's character, <laughs> Frank Drebin, is like, uh-huh. We'll have to wait, wait for the tow truck, or watch out for the tow truck as it goes by, and it's literally a giant tow. Tow, yeah. And then that same episode, as they're about to walk into the bank that got robbed, um, the paramedics are bringing out a body on a stretcher, but the stretcher is like unreasonably long. It's like a mm-hmm. hundred feet long and just keeps going. It cause it keeps stretching. Oh my god! <laughs> and then uh, one of the running gags too is like someone will offer him a cigarette and be like, "Cigarette," and he'll just respond, "Yes, I know." <laughs> 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 cigarette yes it is see and then i do i i uh see i do enjoy this kind of humor which is why i love this this game this is like the old series so i i didn't get to see a lot of the new like it, but all the illnesses are jokes like every mm-hmm. single one like the lightheadedness is the one that's easy to see there's some other things that come like bogwarts i think is or bogwarts or something like that it's not supposed mm-hmm. to be like hogwarts but it's Bogwarts or something like that. I don't even. I didn't even read the description of it because I didn't. You know, I haven't been able to to play it too much. But I, it just makes me want to see 
more games that are based on comedy than other things. Because, you know, we see that a lot in movies and TV shows. I mean, like, heck, there's a whole genre of stand-up comedy, right? Like, that's a thing. It's on TV, YouTube, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And comedy is, like, the one area that games seems to lack. You know what I mean? Like, there are so many action, drama, like, all these other genres of games. But we have, like, so few comedy games. Mm -hmm. Like, like they exist, right? Like, Borderlands is a good example of one that exists. Wonderlands, Borderlands, like, they do a good job. Um, You've got this game. But, like... A lot of other stuff is just like takes itself too seriously at times mm-hmm. or takes itself, uh, you know, or it's just a like a, you know, expendables action equivalent like Call yeah. of Duty. And one of my now, f- like, I was going to say one of my other favorite uh, running gags from Police Squad is when they do the uh, episode intro. And they mm-hmm. have like the or like, like the intro credits. Um, they'll also say special guest star so and so, and on one of them it's William Shatner. But the running the running gag is that they all get killed in the intro scene. <laughs> intro scene after they're announced, and then they don't appear in the episode after that. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, also the announcer will then. Uh, like declare what the title of the episode is, but the text will be like something completely unrelated. Gotcha. I got it. Yeah. So okay. I definitely highly recommend it if you have not watched that already. Okay. I, I probably will at some point. <clears throat> I mean, it fit, it fits in line with uh, me watching right after, uh, actually, no, I, it's going to wait a while because I just real so I got to finish blue blood still. I'm still, you know, it's got 13 seasons and I'm in season eight right now mm-hmm. um but there's a new season of dragon prince and dragon prince is one mm-hmm. of my favorite shows so i i gotta see the new season of dragon prince mm-hmm. um yeah primal primal was there until season two season two really boned me. yeah i heard that there was something we, that happened to the uh, in the finale of season two that a lot of people did not like and i'm not sure what it is i'm probably gonna have to investigate it a little bit further before i make a final decision but well i've talked about it a couple times that feels rapey to me it really does i'm like yeah uh, i'll find out about it later feels mm. like i'm 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 still disgusted thinking about it just right now like just Ace, Ace, I understand his point of view where he doesn't feel it's that way. He feels it's rather consensual, but like I, I didn't, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't come across that way for me personally. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I think. I mean, yeah, I think the only thing that, in a similar sense, yeah, I'd say it's consen- consensual, like when someone, I mean, sort of. I guess it's guiltier the way with this scenario but like when someone's terminal or like a teenager yeah. is like terminal mm-hmm. and then their their uh, significant other has sex with them mm-hmm. i mean it's basically a similar situation so wait a minute it is, it is. however 
However, they have the ability to say no. And this guy doesn't. I mean, I would say it's clear that he wanted that and was longing for it for I didn't I didn't a long see time. I you know, I got you. I got you. I got you. But like he physically can't say no. He doesn't know the word I know. no. <laughs> I know. I would say it's a gray area. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that that pretty much gives me all the information I need to know about that. I'm able to deduce that. Speaking of deductions, yeah. Yeah. there's actually a Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. game that... Um, um, yeah, I saw attention. you put that in the chat. Yeah, it looks pretty yeah. interesting. Uh, it's Sherlock Holmes The Awakened. It looks like a thriller you, mystery game. I'm like, yay! You will have to tell me more how this works out because I'm going to. You're going to be my guinea pig on this because mm-hmm. I love the gameplay of La Noir, mm-hmm. where you're like figuring out and interviewing and finding clues. I love being the detective. Mm-hmm. I want another game like that. I don't want another game with Detective Cole or some other asshole like him because him as a character I hate. I don't want to see the fall of a flawed character i don't care how much rockstar thinks flawed characters are cool and realistic Mm -hmm. i don't care is that from la noir yeah la noir well i mean i mean you could do like the heavy rain and have the uh the bad cop be just a bad cop and then uh the character screams sean over and over again in a glitch oh my god (laughs) did you actually investigate things and get them wrong or right in heavy rain or was it all just linear i haven't i was on i haven't played heavy rain but i've seen the meme clip of the glitch where uh in like the final scene uh the main character the audio gets busted and or the cue gets busted and the characters just you're able to spam it and the character just over and over again is screaming Sean Yeah Sean So like in dramatic scenes where like there's actually supposed to be like audio exchange uh <laughs> it's just some guy saying Sean 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 over and over and over again. Yeah, because like there's a whole there's like a whole dramatic scene where like the the shady cop is like chasing a girl along like a crane and like she's almost being thrown off and whatnot and blah 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 and they finally get down to ground level and uh they like come around a corner like the camera pans and it's him and he just the the player just has him immediately shot <laughs> i can send you the clip it's it's hilarious yes we're gonna have to see um. this so, did you play L.I. Noir, Ace? I've not, but I've seen gameplay of it. So, you get to be a full detective. You get to start mm-hmm. with the case, look for clues, interview people, call them out on lies, or tell you determine if they're telling the truth or not, and you're kind of graded at the end how close you were. I like that. I like that a lot. It just, it was wrapped in a shitty burrito. Like, just a shit burrito of a game. Like, I just mm-hmm. hate Detective Cole as a character so much that, like, I just want that gameplay and have it not be him or something. And take out the driving stuff in between. Actually, you, I ended up, you can skip the driving because you had, like, Grand Theft Auto driving in between. Except you were mm-hmm. the cop, 
so you didn't get in trouble. But like, you yeah, could I get in trouble. Be, I think it'd be cool to uh, have a game sort of like the Zodiac movie, where you can play either as like the cop or a reporter who's investigating. Either like right, a it was the end. Serial. It was the be the being de- a detective. Like I don't want to be a corrupt cop. I don't want. I, we have enough of that. I I want to be a good upstanding citizen trying to bring justice and uh, however sherlock holmes awakening if it, you do get to do the investigations and figure things out let me know more mm-hmm. and i will probably jump in i mean like uh, yeah if it is just like a story thing that's very linear i'm probably not that interested but... i i hate to break the news to you but i mean like throughout all of the books and like even the tv series like multiple different types of tv series that have been around um Sherlock Holmes has been referenced as being a drug addict who has been constantly been chasing the dragon. Um, and the reason for that being is because he's sure. just so damn intelligent that he's bored when he doesn't have a case and he needs something to stimulate him in order for him to be able to just keep going forward without being bored out of his mind. Um, doesn't translate. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I, I'm not that off put by that aspect. The, the, the aspect that was detective Cole was basically just, He's just an asshole. Yeah. Like he's he is a character is just an asshole. Mm-hmm. And then he tries to play it off like he's an upstanding guy a lot of the time mm-hmm. and he's just not. Like <laughs> Whereas like Sherlock yeah. Holmes, he and knows just... he's got problems, but he doesn't give a shit and he'll call people out on theirs cuz he's a giga yeah. chat and he just owns up to the fact that yeah, he's got problems, but at least they're you know, they're ones that he can resolve and everybody else has their own that they that they can't fix. Like, you know, for the simple fact yeah. that, like, you know, the inspectors and the police department, like, uh, Scotland Yard, they can't solve half of their own mysteries. He's always in there, you know, giving them the quick nudge or going out of his way to solve it himself and then being like, okay, yep, here's my case and here's all the evidence. I put it all in a portfolio for you. There you go. There's your man. Don't have to worry about it. I'm not even going to charge you for this one. But, but keep me posted because... I've never been a huge Sherlock fan, but I do like the line of work that Sherlock is in. Yes. So if it's a good yes, game. Yes, like an actual sure. proper gentleman detective rather than, you know, like a cop mm-hmm. on the beat, you know, beating the shit out of people, you know, roughhousing, you know, asking questions, whatever, putting people under the lights, you know, crappy cop shit. There, there wasn't. There wasn't any of that in L.A. Noir. It was actually pretty, as far as police work goes, pretty upstanding stuff in L.A. Noir. Um, it's just him as a character. Yeah, like he actually, him, like he actually, like his personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he actually has, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like he has sort of, he kind of, uh, I don't know how to describe Sherlock Holmes. Like he has a certain stoic, very calm and resolute. And he has a very intelligent and good understanding of like the situation, the scenario, and he doesn't lose control of himself. Kind of aspect to him, which I like. Actually, you need you guys need to look up. Uh, I think it is just called like asshole detective Cole mm-hmm. clips. So if you do a question wrong on a on a uh, on an uh, like a interviewer interviewee or whatever or a suspect or something. Mm-hmm. He can go from zero to 60 on aggressiveness out of nowhere. There's this really funny clip of him questioning this nine-year-old girl. And he's like really sweet and like trying to be like, hey, 
you know, what's going on? Like trying to be soothing and stuff. And then he immediately accuses her of murder and yells at her. He's like, all right, little girl, we're not playing games here. You're going to the jail. You understand? Like, it's completely 100% on her. I was just like, oh my gosh, it's hilarious oh, when you mess up. Here it is. Cole Phelps, <laughs> professional of, asshole. Uh, become human. Oh, this is going to yep. be good. I that know reminds it. Me of, that reminds me of De Detroit Become Human because playing as Connor, who's essentially like a, a police officer robot, yeah. uh, you can be an asshole too. And I remember from the Game Grumps playthrough where they do the interrogation of one of the, the deviant androids, uh, they had the joke of like, because it, it tells you that if you stress out the the android too much, it'll self-destruct. And they did the whole, like, bad cop. They joked about doing the whole bad cop thing of, like, Why'd you kill him? <laughs> <laughs> I might need to oh watch that God. series that they did then. Cause <laughs> I, I got back into watching them some. I Not a ton. Like, every once in a while, I'll, I'll watch what they do. But, like... Mm -hmm. Eventually, I do need to watch some more of their stuff. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about? We've, we've been going quite a bit actually today. I think I'm surprised that we were able to yeah, go for I three mean, hours. <laughs> my my absence in return fostered that. I would say mm -hmm, maybe Par partially. Maybe. I mean, you didn't you didn't have to hear my 30 minute Call of Duty story because boy, I have been slaying it in Call of Duty, and I don't understand. Because I am not, like, a tryhard in that game, but it's been fun. Oh, just in, like, the multiplayer? Trying to get the gold ranking yeah. for all your weapons. That's mm. that's crazy. Yeah, that's something I've always tried to do, but I've never actually achieved. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I would get it for, like, a gun in a category, and I, that would be done. Like, I mm. wouldn't ever play again. I'd only play, like, a month or two, and I'd be done. Um, but, yeah, this, this time it sounds like I'm going to have it pretty close or at least a ways mm -hmm. like could be so um uh next week hopefully we can do the quiz uh and i will have everything done I, like i said i'm not entirely done are you out next week i think i will have to be okay just because uh with my new work schedule i finish at 5 p.m my time mm -hmm. uh and then I also have uh, my mom and little brother coming to visit and see grandson. Alexander, yeah. And nephew. So that'll probably run pretty close and I don't want to just disappear on them. So if you guys Fair want to do the quiz without me, that is completely fine too. Okay. We can We can hold off on another week. Like I don't. We could mm -hmm. like I want to try to get all of us in. Yeah, it's it's really meant to have it's meant to have three people, which is why I was okay postponing for Sasha. So maybe two weeks from now, and we'll figure out something else for next week. Yep, yep. Um, mm -hmm. maybe do more of the Monster Hunter stuff since we did yeah. we did one of them without Morg. We can do one without it. Maybe I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There might be some stuff to talk about because now nothing big's coming out next weekend. That's all card game stuff for me. So mm -hmm. uh, we'll figure it out. Anyways, um, thank you guys for watching, listening. Uh, thanks for sticking around uh, for our, for our very rambling episode. 
um, as always, thank you, Morg and Ace, for coming on. And uh, mm-hmm. follow us uh, at Hunters Hub Pod on Twitter and uh, Twitch, and you can see all the updates for the show and when we're going live and yada yada. And then also, um, you know, you can see our postings for the episodes. Uh, these are posted on SoundCloud originally, but they are appearing on iTunes and Spotify. And there's RSS feed. Um, so be sure to listen. Uh, and uh, have a good night, everyone. If you want to follow Ace, it's at Ace Badger Gaming. And mm-hmm. if you want to talk to Morg or Sasha, we're in the Discord. You're always welcome to do that. You can ask me or Ace for the Discord link. Uh, you can also search us out too uh, on Discord. Uh, it's just uh, just Hunter's Hub, yeah, just Hunter's Hub on Discord. You'll see our little sign, little white square with a with a black, a red. Uh, wow, all the wrong colors. A brown with black lettering sign mm-hmm. that says Hunter's Hub. It's got a quest ticket knife to it. Um, it literally looks yeah. like a signpost for a pub. Yeah, that's what I wanted when when I asked the artist to do it years ago. Five years ago now, mm-hmm. it feels like. no, Yeah, 2017 is October 2017. So we've had our five-year anniversary. <gasps> that's excellent news. Uh-oh. Did Alexander do something? <laughs> he's, he's just doing, I think it's like the act of sleeping or whatever. So, like... His just have just been like total zonked, flitting open, and he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> so just like... Looks like he's being. <laughs> babies do the, babies do the funniest thing. I, I told you that my daughter, when she was a baby, she used to sit like this, mm-hmm. on her stomach. Her hand would be up like this, and she'd be like, <laughs> "Yeah, like she's thinking about everything oh all the time." Oh my god. So I made I made a meme out of her. It's like I don't always drink milk, but when I do, it's tres leches. <laughs> so nice. Uh, anyways, um, thank you guys all for listening, uh, and we'll catch you next week. Um, and Ace will be here in two weeks, and then we'll probably do the quiz then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but we got to do it sometime this month. Like if, that's probably the la- the furthest we can delay it out without getting close to thanksgiving or something mm-hmm. which i'm excited to meet this uh, yeah. uh i'm excited to meet uh ixion and then uh you know like uh, maybe discuss um, a couple yeah. of topics we don't around some of his videos we don't know when that's going to be mm-hmm. yet um but we but he is definitely interested in coming on i've talked to him a couple times yay he is 100 oh i'm excited so yeah uh again thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you next week take care everyone See ya.